Let's say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money. Here at Rocky Hill Accountants, our team has a combined 35 years of experience and will help you do it right. We're dedicated to your needs and will deliver on a result that is professional and trustworthy. Our firm is large enough to offer a full range of professional services, but small enough to give you the individual attention that you deserve. Our business portfolio includes thousands of prepared tax returns for individuals, families, partnerships, businesses, and more. The team at Rocky Hill Accountants are also thoroughly trained in tax laws and procedures. We have the ability to represent taxpayers before the IRS when they arrive at collections, audits, and appeals. This allows us to offer our accuracy and audit guarantee to tax clients. Please visit our website at RockyHillAccountants.com or give us a call at 860-257-4238 to schedule an appointment. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which... Welcome to Sports Talk with R&J. I am Steve Risher, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And before we get into the moment everybody's been, everybody has been waiting for, our NFL preview, we got to get to the Cam Newton news from yesterday. And uh, the Patriots yesterday released Cam Newton. Uh, and obviously, we know uh, they're going with Mac Jones, their starting quarterback. They like what they saw from him in the preseason. I thought he played well in the preseason. Yes, it was against second-team guys mostly, but – he played really well in the in, in the preseason. He, he looked like he belonged. It looked like he, you know, I really like. I like. I like his arm strength. That's that's what I like. I think he's a little bit more. He's a, he's better under pressure than people think. Better throwing the ball under pressure than people think he is. And for Cam Newton, he did exactly what he wanted to do. But I just feel like Mac Jones outplayed him. And here's my opinion on the whole situation. I'm not going to get into the vaccinated, non-vaccinated stuff. We're not getting into that. We are not getting into that. My opinion here is I think Bill told him. He wasn't going to be the starter. And I think Cam asked, in my opinion, I think Cam asked for it. I think Cam asked for it. I think he didn't want to sit behind Mac Jones all year. I think he wanted to go maybe to a place like a Houston where he can be the starting quarterback and be the guy. I feel like Cam just didn't want to play behind Mac, play behind Mac Jones. So I think he asked for it. And uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Our team has never won the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback starting. They did with a second-year quarterback starting with uh, Ben Roethlisberger in 2005. The team got to the Super Bowl. The Dolphins got to the Super Bowl in 84 in Marino's second year. But the team has never won a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback starting. So this is really, really interesting, Justin. And I'm going to give you two questions. Uh, first, why do you think Cam got released in second 
do you think this is the right move? And obviously we're going to be interesting to hear what you say as a Patriots fan. Yeah. Um, I think the reason was, is that, yeah, that um, Cam didn't want to be this backup, <clears throat> you know, and I get it. Yeah. You know, veteran guy. Yeah. You know, to see what other teams see, what else kind of interest he has. Um, you know, I have an opinion on the vaccination thing. I won't really get into it, but I, I do think that, you know, could have stirred something um, just because we know Bill Belichick, if there's a problem in the locker room, like something like that, and it's going to affect his locker room, he doesn't take it. And, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, he's going to get rid of you. <clears throat> but, yeah, I think if for Cam, the veteran guy, you know, I, I think mostly he did want to kind of do right by Cam. And I, I think there's a trust issue, too. Um, with kind of last week, what you know, he took a wrong test, you know, and, and had to miss most of last week. Like I think, I think there was a trust issue there too, a, a little bit of why they ended up cutting him as well. Um, I was surprised when they did it, but I guess it, it makes more sense that you know, for Cam to kind of see if it, there's any other teams out there who are interested in, you know, he has a shot to um, go out there and get the start. And, you know, for a different team, <clears throat> um, I do think this is the right move. And, yeah, he played against all second team guys, you know, during the game. But I think this is another example of of this, how this shows that Bill Belichick doesn't really care about the preseason games. It's more about the practices. It's more about, you know, the, the joint practice and scrimmage against teams. Um, because, yeah, then he goes up against team, the uh, first team guys. And he did well. It sounded like, you know, he got the ball out quicker than Cam. Um, you know, it sounded like he commanded the line better than Cam Newton did as well in those practices. So, and even in the games, like, Mac Jones ran the Patriots-style offense. Cam Newton, they didn't really they didn't really let Cam take any shots. They, you know, Mac Jones took some shots. You know, they ran more of a Patriots-style offense of Mac than really Cam Newton. So, I do think this is the right decision. Um you know, again, Brian Hoyer's been a veteran that's been around for a while. I know he's not he's not really been a starter, but he's been around long enough to kind of know what he's doing. I think he'll be a good mentor for Mac. Look, he's going to take his, you know, he's, you know, he's going to have his games where he's off and things aren't going well for him. But he's a rookie. I think he's going to get it done. Um, <clears throat> you know, again, I think it sets up well, and I think it is the right decision, my last point, of why it's the right decision. With that running game with Davian Harris, if he could stay healthy, you know, they still got James White, J.J. Taylor, or, yeah, J.J. Taylor and um, Stevenson really had great um, preseasons. You know, with their defense, with everybody coming back, with the addition to Matthew Judon, I, I think this defense is going to be able to keep them in a lot of games, and I think the way they're going to be able to run the ball is going to be a huge part of why. I think they're going to be able to be in a lot of close games. I know, yeah, he's not a guy that's been experienced – being behind in a lot of games, but I think with the how this team right now is built, I don't think they really have to worry. And with their schedule, that they don't have to really worry about being a down on a lot of two or three, you know, score games. You know, in like the first half, early second half, like they're going to be a lot of these games. So I think it's built well for Mac Jones. 
Yeah, and right now Hoyer got released, but I feel like they're going to bring him back. Yeah, it looks they're like, bringing him back. Oh, they're bringing him back because yeah. Jones is the only quarterback on the roster right now, so they're probably going to bring him back. And he brought up a couple of good points about practice, and and it, and it showed in that joint practice against the Giants where he played really, really well in that joint practice uh, against the Giants. And uh, – and, and I think they, even though, you know, he was – Mac Jones was going up against second teamers in the preseason, the way he played against the first teamers against the Giants really, really, uh, really, really showed Bill that he could be the number one guy, especially when Cam was out. I think that week, that week when Cam was out, was a, those, those four or five days when Cam was out was big, was crucial in this decision Bill made to make, uh, to make uh, Mac Jones the starting quarterback. And, uh, and, and second, uh, playing from behind, that could be a concern, but you're right about the schedule. Really, the only team they got to be careful of getting way behind against is when they play against the Bills, because I think they're, they're going to be competitive in all their games. The only game I'm concerned about is against the Bills. They can get way ahead of them. How is that going to work when they play against Buffalo? But looking at their schedule, you're right about that, because there are nobody in the AFC. The Dolphins won't blow them out. The Jets won't blow them out. You look at the, the division they're going to play in, uh, Tennessee – that's another game that could be questionable, yeah. Tennessee. But Tennessee doesn't have a good pass rush, so he'll be fine. He probably should be fine there. Indianapolis probably won't blow them out, and then obviously the two, the two other two teams won't. And then you look at the Cowboys; they probably won't blow them out. And yeah, so so really, you made some great point. You made a great point there. Look at the Patriots' schedule; they don't have like the Kansas Cities on the schedule. They don't have you know teams like you know in the NFC like like a Green Bay or or, or Rams on the schedule or, or or but obviously Tampa Bay no I forgot Tampa Bay yeah, is another Tampa game Bay, so yeah. pretty much Tampa Bay and Buffalo are the games you're concerned about but that's only three out of the 17 games so yeah so right now I do feel like it's it's the right move I think that you know that they rely on the running game and play good defense and I'll we'll get to our prediction obviously what they're going to be but I still think they could be a team that could contend for the playoffs with Mac Jones as their starter yeah, absolutely. I think they will. Yeah, Tampa, Buffalo, two games. Yeah, they may be able to fall behind, but <clears throat> look, you know, if Mac does his job. You know, he, you know, yeah, he's gonna take some shots. Again, he's probably gonna throw some. You know, he's gonna throw some picks, but yeah, he's gonna go through those bumps. But yeah, I think it sets up well. You know, I think Damon Harris could have. You know, with um, like Garrett Blount had a few years ago when he led the league in touchdowns. <clears throat> you know, with eighteen, what and. 17 or 18 was like, I could see Damon Harris have like 19 rushing. Ch- like I could see something like that where they rely heavily on him in the red zone, kind of coming out, you know, the way he ended. Um, yeah. You know, again, if, if his weapons could stay healthy, then yeah. Uh, you know, I, I definitely think they, they're going to be in the playoffs. They won seven games last year with the team that had a lot of opt outs. They didn't have a lot of weapons um, around them. You know, they lost Edelman for a lot of the year. Like and they had a pretty tough schedule. In that, yeah, next last year. Yeah, now as you mentioned, there's no more KC. You know, and you don't have to play the Ravens. You don't have to play the Steelers. Um, like yeah, it sets up well and it sets up for a team that yeah they should be able to get back in the playoffs. And yeah, Hoyer's coming back. I think there's some retooling they have to do with the publicist. And then when they, I think they're gonna put one more guy in the publicist. I think, and then they're gonna bring back Brian Hoyer, which it sounds like. So it'll be yeah. back right a day or so. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it would definitely will help them to to have Hoyer back. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens there. But uh, I don't know if Jace is ready for a promo right now. But I think before we get to run about preview, we'll definitely do we'll do a promo from Clovercrest Media. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yes. to the city. I crossed up by Colby, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. 
Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I hold on, hold on. But I didn't make Don't my. I didn't make my. I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. And we're back. We're back. Uh, that's keys of the city. Uh, yesterday they talked. They t- they had their show. They'll probably have a show on Friday. So make sure you check them out every Friday. But we got the moment that everyone is waiting for, and that is the NFL season preview. And we'll start in the AFC East with with the Buffalo Bills, who I got winning the division. I got them finishing thirteen and four this year. I think Josh Allen coming off you know a great year last year. I think he has another good year this year. I think that uh, I think that this run game will be improved with with uh, with with Zach Moss and with uh, with with with, with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I think obviously the receiving core is uh, is one of the top best with Diggs, Beasley, and Sanders. Uh, offensive line is still a little average. I like Deion Dawkins and Daryl Williams though at tackle uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They got to get better. They got it. The big key to them is they want to get past Kansas City. They got to get pressure. On the quarterback, they you know they got Carlos Bash. They did draft Carlos Basham, and they drafted uh, uh the, the kid from Miami. So I think that's going to help them. Ed Oliver needs to step up on the back seven. The back seven's pretty good with uh, Tremaine Edmonds and uh, and uh, uh, Tre'Davious White and the two safeties, Jordan Poyer and uh, and uh, Micah Hyde. So I think on the back seven is going to be re- really good, really good as well for the Bills. So I think this defense will be improved. I think this running game will be improved. That's why I got them winning the AFCs at thirteen and four. And I got a, and we'll and I'll I'm not gonna I'll, I'm not gonna ruin it for you guys, but they have a very good chance of beating Kansas City and getting to the Super Bowl if their defense is is really good and if they can run the football. So that that if they want to do if they do those two things, they got a very good chance of beating Kansas City. Coming in second place, I got the Miami Dolphins at ten and seven. You got two going to a second here. You're hearing the rumors though about uh, about Deshaun Watson. That's that Deshaun Watson. That's scaring me a little bit. Obviously, the receiving core is really good with Devontae Parker. They draft Jalen Waddle. I mean, they, they they have Mike Gusecki at tight end. Will Fuller is, could help them too if he stay if he stays healthy, which is a big if. Uh, the offensive line's a question mark. They need better play. They drafted the kid from Notre Dame in the second round, and they need better play from Austin Jackson. So that that needs to step up on the defensive side of the ball. The front seven is definitely a question mark for this team. They did draft Jaden Phillips though. But it's the front seven definitely a question mark. Which means you're going to have to blitz. But the, the luckily for them, they got two of the best uh, cover corners in the game with uh, Byron Jones and uh, and Xavier and Howard. They got the, that's probably outside of what the Patriots got with Jackson and Gilmore. What the Ravens got with uh, Peters and Humphrey. Those are pro, those are the two. Those are the, that's, those are the best pair of corners in the game. So uh, I think the Dolphins ten and seven, and they get in to the playoffs. At ten and seven, in third place, I got the New England Patriots. Obviously, we talked about them starting Mac Jones. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see them start a rookie quarterback. I think this team obviously will depend on their running game with Damian Harris. They did make moves in the offseason, getting Nelson Aguilar, getting Jonas Smith, and getting Hunter Henry. They're not great players, but they're better than what they had last year. Offensive line should be the strength of this team. Uh, obviously, trading for Trent Brown, re-signing David Andrews. Uh, even though they lost Joe Tooney, the rookie guard last year played really, really well for them. So the offensive line should be a major strength for this offense. And on the defensive side of the ball, it should be an improved defense too with Hightower back and getting Matt Judon. The issue though is Stefan Gilmore holding out. And I think that holdout could cost them a playoff spot. That's why I got the Patriots at going nine and eight and finishing in third in the AFC East. In fourth place is the New York Jets, and I got them finishing four and 13. I think 
Robert Saul and Zach Wilson can change the culture, but it's going to take time. I think the offensive line's improved, getting Vera Tucker, and uh, and obviously they affected him and they picked up Morgan Moses. Uh, the, the receiving core's improved, getting Corey Davis and drafting Elijah Moore. Uh, the the, the issue is going to be the run game with Tevin Coleman. He's never rushed for more than 800 yards in his career, but the model four does come from Kyle Shanahan, so I think the running game will be a little bit better than people think. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, to, to keep this simple, the closer you get to the ball, the defense is better. They get C.J. Mosley back. They got Quentin Williams and Marcus May. The problem is the corner and edge rusher after losing uh, Julian Carl Lawson are a major – is a big loss for them. So for the Jets, I got – I think Sala and Wilson will eventually change the culture, but this year I got them going 4-13. Four and, four and 13. Justin, what do you think of the AFC East? <clears throat> so I got Buffalo finishing first going 13-4. and four. Um, yeah, you know, again, adding Emmanuel Sanders as that number three guy, uh, <clears throat> you know, another, another, um, strong wide receiver bringing for him. Yeah. I think, you know, under, I think Zach Moss, Devin I think they have a better year on the ground. I know the offensive line <clears throat> isn't, um, yeah, still isn't great, but I, I think it's good enough right now. Um, and on the defensive side, yeah, they get a little bit better at the pass rush. I, they addressed it, which I liked with, um, Rosario um, coming over from Miami. They addressed it. We'll see if it, you know, how how well they do um, rookie year. But again, right now with the, you know, um, with the Pats, Dolphins kind of on the way up right now. The Bills should be able to win this division. I have New England going ten seven, finishing second in the division. I, I think with only you know they won seven games last year. They're very challenging schedule. A ton of opt outs. They didn't have a lot of weapons. I just see it. I, I have a hard time kind of not seeing them win double digits. I could even see an 11 um, because their schedule is pretty manageable. I know we talked about it. Bills twice are going to be tough, you know, but you get Tennessee at home, you know, you get Tampa Bay at home, you get the Saints at home, you got Cowboys at home, you know, um, like a lot of, you know, a lot of their kind of games where they're kind of, you know, a little bit of the dog a little bit of an underdog or, you know, like a coin flip, they're home, which helps, uh, you know, Gillette's going to have fans again, obviously. So that will help out. So I, I, I have a hard time, you know, not seeing the Patriots get double digit wins this year. Um, Gilmore. Yeah. That, that, that hurts. And it, I guess his calf time already. So he's not, he's on the public. So if they could kind of figure this out, hopefully by week seven, it'd be nice to get him back. Cause yeah, JC Jackson really struggled as a number one last year. Um, their secondary is still, you know, good. I, I really like the addition of Matthew Judon to that pass rush. Um, he's a guy that could kind of he'll play a different couple positions with Bill, and you know, Bill loves moving guys around, so I think he'll help. Um, you know, if if their offensive weapons could stay healthy for Mac, I, I think they could be, you know, um, and I think the sky's the limit right now. But yeah, they don't have really a top guy, but you know. They stay healthy. I think they have a pretty good year. I see them finishing second. Miami, I have them finishing third at nine and eight. Yeah, you know, Tua got to take that step up next year. I know. Yeah, the did you mention the Watson kind of situation right now? Um, yeah, you know, it. Jaden Waddle coming as they drafted with with Parker Wolfoy. Yeah, it's a nice nice pickup. Their defense is going to be solid again. Um, you know, they look. They were great at turnovers last year. They forced twenty nine turnovers. You know, I, I think a lot of turnovers are kind of luck. Like, can they force 29 turnovers again? You That's know, a really good point because because that defense was 20th in yards allowed and only yeah. sixth in points scored. That's that's a really good point there. 
Yeah, so it, that's something they can kind of keep doing because their offense turned it over 20 times last year. So that's something, you know, can they kind of force those turnovers like they did last year? You know, it, it's going to be tough to do. But, yeah, their defense is solid. Their defense is going to keep them in a lot of games this year and give two a chance to win. Yeah, for the Jets, I like their weapons. I like Elijah Moore. He's a big play threat. I like that draft pick coming in from um, Old Miss. I think that could really help out Zach Wilson. He's got a big arm. I know he didn't really play against any first team, but I thought he played pretty well against second team. Obviously, we're going to find out a lot more. It, their backup's Mike White, so again, it's, you know, he can make all the mistakes in the world. They don't have a backup right now. You know, he's 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 a guy, obviously. Um, you know, yeah, they have a young offensive line, but I think they're going to get better. I really like the Robert Sala hire. I think it, I think he's a guy that can change around this culture. Um, but, yeah, as you mentioned, yes, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a couple years, especially in a division where the other three teams right now are kind of already kind of there or are, are close to being contenders. So they, they have a tough hill to climb, but um, I, I like it. I think to be a long year for the Jets just because, you know, there's not a lot of chances for wins. But, um, you know, we'll see how Zach Wilson does. And I had the Jets going 4-13. We'll go to the NFC East, and this has been one of the worst divisions in football uh, over the last uh, two years. And this division, I mean, they teams the teams there, the teams have made improvements, but I don't. I think this might be one of the worst divisions again. That's why I got the Giants, my Giants, winning the division at nine and eight. And uh, let me tell you, I'll, I'll say one thing: if we see what we saw on Sunday night from Andrew Thomas, and we see Daniel Jones making mistakes, I definitely would be wrong about this. I think they would be closer to a six, uh, seven, six to seven win team if that, that's the case. But a big reason why, the biggest reason why I think the Giants win the NFC is because their defense. I think their defense is going to be really good. When you got Leonard Williams, Blake Martinez with the interception on Sunday night in the preseason game, you got you got uh, James Bradbury in the back end. I mean, Jabril Peppers and Logan Ryan are solid too. Uh, I think the big question is going to be the offense. I think the addition, I really like the addition of Kenny Galladay, uh, Saquon Barkley, hopefully hopefully both those two stay healthy because they didn't last year. And uh, But obviously it's all going to come down to Daniel Jones. He can't make stupid mistakes. He can't make stupid turnovers. Or he's going to be out of here. And this offensive line needs – I'm not even expecting it to be good. It just needs to be average. It just needs to be average. It can't – it can't be a bit a major issue like it was at the beginning of last season. It can't be. Andrew Thomas has got to get back to how he played in the second half of the season. Uh, Matt Pert has got everybody's got to improve. Matt Pert, uh, you know, Will Hernandez, uh, Shane Lemieux, and we need and they did trade for Billy Price yesterday, a first round pick. So this offensive line needs to be average. And I do think this offensive line. I know they haven't shown it yet, but I do think this offensive line will be improved a little bit. And that's why I think the Giants are nine and eight. This is a year if the Giants are not in contention. Dave Gettleman needs to be fired and Daniel Jones needs to go. It needs to happen this year for the New York Giants. It's been too long since this team has been has been competitive and, and has been realistically competing for a playoffs. About last year they were in it, but the reason they were in it was because the division was so terrible. So I got the Giants winning the NFC East at 9-8. and eight. Coming in second, I got the Dallas Cowboys. And offensively, this is a, this is, this is a great team. This is a great team. It's one of the top offenses in the league with, with Dak, with, uh, with obviously C.D., Gallup, and, uh, and Cooper. I mean, Zeke. Who thought? Who would think Zeke would be the concern for this team? But yes, he was under a thousand rushing yards this year. I think the offensive line will obviously be better. You know, with Lyle Collins, Zach, Zach Martin missed some time last year too, and Tyron Smith comes back. Tyron Smith's a little bit of concern because he hasn't played a full season since 2015, and the fact that uh, uh, he's getting up there in age, his play has regressed. So 
but I do think the Cowboys line will be improved. The major issue with the Cowboys is defensively, this team is not good. This is a bottom 10 to bottom five defense. This is why I think they don't make the playoffs. And two reasons why Dak's shoulder injury, Dak's injury, and I think this defense is the reason why I don't think they make the playoffs. I think this, 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 they really have one consistent pass rusher into Marcus Lawrence. Randy Gregory is hot and cold. Their defensive tackle play is absolutely horrendous. Their linebackers, you know, J- Jalen Smith and Landon Vanderesh have not been. They've regressed since 2018. And in the secondary, it's absolutely horrendous. So I got the Cowboys finishing eight and nine and coming in second place in the NFC East. Coming in third, I got the Washington football team. Here's the thing. Ryan Fitzpatrick has never made the playoffs. I know there's expectations for this team, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has never made the playoffs throughout his entire career. Uh, they Obviously, at receiver, they did make some additions, getting drafting uh, Diamond Brown. In the third round, they did draft, they did assign Curtis Samuel, too, to go along with Terry McLaurin. Logan Thomas is decent at tight end. Offensive line's a little bit shaky, but Brandon Sheriff is one of the best player, one of the best guards in the league. On the defensive side of the ball, there's no secret that their defensive, their defensive line is right there. Could very easily be the best in football with Chase Young, Deron Payne, and Montez Sweat. But if the play of J- rookie Jamin Davis and Will Jackson will be the reason why we'll, we'll bring this def- could bring this defense from good to great. We'll see what ends up happening there with those two players. That's going to be very interesting to see. Will Jackson is good, but he's not Jalen Ramsey. So I think Washington right now, I think because of the questionable running game and the questionable quarterback play, I feel like Washington, I know the def- and, and and some questions on the back end, back seven. I got Washington finishing 7-10, and 10, finishing in third place in the NFC East. And in last place is the Philadelphia Eagles. And they have the most question marks by far in the division by any team. Got a rookie head coach, Nick Sirianni. You got uh, Jalen Hurts as a start as, as, as a first-year starter. Uh, the receiving core is a major question mark. I know they had they, they, they signed Devontae Smith, but they'll probably have him out for the first couple of weeks. Jalen Rieger did not have a good rookie year. Uh, Fulcom has he had a decent year last year, but he's not a great receiver. Uh, Jack Ertz had one of his worst seasons last year. The offensive line should be better, though. Getting Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks back. The running game should be good with Miles Sanders. But, you know, wide receiver and quarterback are still a major question mark. And, I, and on, the, on the defense, I think the front four is good, but the problem is it's aging. If Cox, Graham, and Kerrigan are all in their 30s, the only guy really wasn't is Derek Barnett. Uh, they, or, or Andron Hargrove. You look at the linebacking core. Linebacking core is one of the worst in football, and the secondary is average. So, with the uncertainty of coaching quarterback, I got the Eagles finishing in last place at five and twelve. Justin, what are your thoughts on the NFC East? Yeah, uh, I got the Giant. I got your Giants win division, but again, if, you know, with that line, the way they played Sunday night, it's a worry. Um, I do have them going nine and eight, winning the division. Um, yeah, I like the Galladay. Addition. I like Tony drafting the first round. I think he'd be a real sleeper in that slot. Um, that spot playing the slot wide receiver. <clears throat> um, you know, we'll see how healthy Barkley is coming in the year. You know, their offense is second to last in last year in points scored. You know, their their offense gotta get a lot better. Um, you know, yeah, the question mark with the line and Jones, like again, it's tough to know what you have in Daniel Jones if he's got no time to throw the football. We saw Patrick Mahomes, the best in the world struggle when he had no protection. So, you know, if he's, if he's got no protection and yeah, the turnover has been the issue. It, it could be a long year for the giants. Their defense would be really good. They're going to keep them in a lot of games. They're going to give them chances to win. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I do have the giants winning the division at nine to eight. I have Dallas finishing at nine, eight too, but I have the giants winning the division because they go, they, I have the giants and Cowboys, um, you know, going one, you know, each win a game against each other, but I have the Giants going four and two in the division and the Cowboys three and three. I think the defense is going to lose in some games. I really do. I think, yeah, this offense is great, but 
I think there's just going to be games where the defense just can't stop anybody. And the Cowboys, with how great their offense is, you know, against, you know, some better defenses aren't going to be able to keep up. Um, I've heard Ezekiel Elliott's been in the best shape of his life, and he's had a really, you know, um, and he's looked good so far in camp. We'll see. I heard, you know, C.D. Lambs has played really well and looks great. Um, you know, should have a breakout year for Dallas. I like the linebacker. I, you know, I like the additions. You know, if Vanderus could stay healthy, um, I like where they got Jabril Cox too late in the third, fourth round. I think he was a first round talent. And I like Mika Parkins, Parsons coming in. Yeah, I'll probably take some time to get going, but um, I, I do like kind of the guys they brought in there for the linebackers in the draft. I think they did a good job there. So maybe another year, year two way. Obviously, they need a lot more in secondary. Um, for Washington, I have him going eight and nine. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah we know what Fitz is. He's going to win you some games. Some weeks he's going to win you some games and look great. The other, some weeks he's going to have four interceptions and just, you know, look awful. You know what you're going to get. I like Antonio Gibson. I like that they brought in Jarrett Patterson, too, as a depth guy, running back. Um, you know, um, I think he's a solid guy, too. It could get get some – get you know, get some carries – Curtis Samuel's a nice addition at wide receiver, reunites with Ron Rivera um, when he was in Carolina. So I thought that was, you know, that's a nice addition there. Uh, for the defense, yeah, they're going to be great. They're going to get to the quarterback. They're, again, you know, their defense will be able to win up some games. You know, the back end's not bad either, you know, but with how, you know, how good that pass rush is, you know, um, you know, they don't really have to worry about running around, you know, um, following guys all that. They should, you know, guarding guys so Washington I think goes eight and nine um you know but definitely a team that could win the NFC East again and my fourth is Philly I have him going four and 13 yeah Jalen Hurts will see you know he's got the keys now to the offense Devontae Smith they had to be out for the first few weeks Jalen Rieger had a rough year but um sounds like with the new offense scheme they're running you know because Jalen Rieger is great at making things happen after the catch they you know um, doing like a lot of short routes. So again, this could kind of factor for Rieger could turn in, you know, this offense could kind of benefit Rieger. Um, yeah, they're kind of older on the defensive end. Um, it's a division too, where they, you know, they could steal some, you know, a couple games maybe in this division, but yeah, I don't see them being anywhere close to a playoff team. There's a lot of question marks right now. Um, you know, they lost Jalen Mills. I know right now he's doesn't look great at Patriots camp, but, um, you know, the offensive line's, you know, not bad, but yeah, I, um, Miles Sanders, pretty good running back, Boston Scott, but yeah, they, they, you know, the Eagles don't have a lot. I think it's going to be a really long year for Philly. We'll go to the NFC North and I have the Green Bay Packers winning that division. Obviously they're the best team in the division, even with the drama going on with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, here's a big concern going into the season. It's their offensive line. They lost Corey Lindsley, and now they, they David Patiari put on the pup list. So that's going to be a big concern going into that season is that offensive line. But they do have one of the better running backs in the league in Aaron Jones, one of the top receivers in the league in Devontae Adams. The question mark is, can Amari Rodgers step up and be that second option? And can Valdez Scantling be decent as well? Uh, the uh, – on on the uh, on the defense, Zadarius Smith is really good, but Preston Smith has got to have a better year getting pressure on the quarterback. Linebacking core is a little weak, but uh, in the secondary, they got a pretty good secondary with Jari Alexander and uh, 
and Adrian Amos and, and Darnell Savage. So the Packers right now, I think they're a good, I don't, I think they'll be good this year. Not as good as last year due to the drama, due to the drama surrounding this team, but they still have enough talent on that roster to win this division and go 12 and five coming in second. I got the Minnesota Vikings at eight and nine. I think the offensive talent is really good outside of the offensive line. I think, you know, you got, uh, you got the, you got the receiving core with Jefferson and, and Dillon. You got the running back and Dalvin cook. You got the, uh, you got the court, actually Kirk cousins. He's not great, but he's good. Uh, the offensive line obviously is a little bit shaky uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball. Their defensive line is going to be improved getting Dalvin Tomlinson, who's pretty good run stuffer and they get a uh, Daniel Hunter back who missed, all, most, all of last season. Uh, they got one of the best linebackers in the league in Eric Kendricks. Uh, on the, uh, on, uh, at a, at corner is definitely a weakness for this team that they're very weak at corner, but in the, at safety, they do have Harrison Smith, one of the top safeties in the league. I think their schedule is really tough. They got to play the NFC West. I think their roster is actually good enough to make the playoffs. But I think the ske- coaching and the roster are good enough, but the schedule is going to be really tough, especially when you got to play the NFC West and the AFC North. So that's why I think this team misses the playoffs. That, that the defense isn't great and the quarterback is, Always, especially in big games, is very questionable. So I got the Vikings finishing eight and nine, missing the playoffs. Coming in third is the Chicago Bears. And the big question here is, is when are they going to go to Justin Fields? I think they should just start Andy Dalton the first game and then go to Justin Fields, but we'll see, but we'll see what they do there. I mean, they uh, obviously David Montgomery was came out at the end of the year last year, but an interesting stat about David Montgomery was in the games that Nick Foles started, he did not have a game with over 100 yards rushing. He only had one game where he had over 100 all-purpose yards. In the games that Mitch Trubisky played, he had uh, over 300. They had three games where he rushed over 100 yards, and he had six games where he had over 100 all-purpose yards. I think a big reason for that is is when you got to. I think it's. I think when the defense has to respect the running game of the, with the run game of the quarterback, the zone read and the read option. I think that makes a difference for a player like Montgomery. I think when they don't have to respect that, Montgomery is definitely not as effective. So that's another reason why the Bears should be starting Justin Fields instead of Andy Dalton is because of that factor. So. I think, though, for the Bears, I don't know what Matt Nagy's going to do. I could be wrong about this, them going 6-11. I think they could be better than this, but I just think that the defense, it's a good defense. It's not an outstanding defense. Uh, they got a good player at every level. I mean, obviously, with Khalil Mack, is one of the best pass rushers in the game. you got Roquan Smith, Akeem Hicks, and Eddie Jackson, but they did lose Kyle Fuller. He went over the Broncos, so their corner position with Jalen Johnson being the number one is questionable. I could be wrong about this because I don't know when they're – but I just don't know when they're going to go to Justin Fields, when Matt Nagy's going to decide it's time to go to Justin Fields. It could be too late. It could be too – if it's if – it's, if they start like 0-3 or 0-4, Matt Nagy could definitely lose this locker room. I think he's got to go to Justin Fields in week two, but I don't know when he's going to go to him. That's why I can't pick this team to be a playoff team. That's why I got them finishing 6-11. and in last place is the Detroit Lions. I mean, Jared Goff is a above a good to above average quarterback. But the problem is this roster is absolutely terrible. The offensive line is definitely the strength of the offense. Drafting Penny Sewell, you know this team is rebuilding because they're built, just built, trying to build the offensive line first. You got Taylor Decker, Penny Sewell, and uh, Frank Rag. Now the receiving core is one of the worst in football. The running game is not good. Uh, then obviously on defense, the defensive line is the strength, but it's not a, not even a good defensive line. I mean, this team decided, and in the secondary, they're absolutely horrendous. This team decided to take Jeffrey Okuda when uh, Tua and, uh, and and Herbert were on the board, and now the quarterback they, they felt they could win with last year is gone, and they traded away. So that was a huge mistake there. That's why I got this team going 3-14 and 14 and finishing in last place in the NFC North. Yeah, for me, I got Green Bay winning this division at 12-5, renewing it with Randall Cobb. Um, Amari Rogers, yeah, yeah, I don't know how much of an impact he'll have, but again, he was a guy that didn't do anything at Clemson the first three years. Had a you know 50 catches last year, really came on. 
Um, you know, I, I still I think you could have a nice um uh I think he'd be a nice piece of his offense. I like their first round picking Eric Stokes just because they need you know, he's a um uh they needed to add some speed of that back into that secondary. I think he adds that form. Um yeah, it's still not great, you know, but I think it, you know, he's a nice addition there. You know, Rogers, yeah, with the drama, it does worry me. I I have him going twelve and five. I don't, you know. Um, everything I've heard from Rogers sounds like, you know, a, again, he's, he's ready to kind of, um, well, one kind of, you know, that this is it, but also like he's all in on, on this year right now and, and, you know, trying to get a Super Bowl Cause I think for the Packers, it's, they don't get it this year. Once, you know, when's the next chance they're going to get, um, yeah, they still, they still have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Um, but you know, I don't know if the drama in this division too, they should be able to. You know, really, the Vikings are all right. You know, again, Bears, you know, who knows? You know, you know, who knows about the quarterback situation and the lines they should be. So, you know, pretty favorable division for Packers. I got them going 12 and 5. For the Vikings, Kirk Cousins coming off a career year of 35 touchdown passes. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson uh, and, you know, he, and Kirk Cousins too, you know, the first five games, he threw 10 interceptions and, he only threw two the rest of the year, so he got, you know, he, he played better um, after the first few weeks. Justin Jefferson really came on, had a great year, uh, kind of took some heat off of Adam Thielen. Um, you know, tough that he just lost Irvin Smith for the year at tight end. So, you know, that's tough. But defensive-wise, you know, it, it was very strange last year how bad they were defensively um, just because under Mike Zimmer, they've been so great in that area. Um you know, they struggled to get the quarterback last year. They upgraded in the back end a bit, but that's still not great. I think the defense is still going to struggle this year. Um, but I have them going eight and nine. Yeah, you know, um, you look at that schedule too. It is it is not favorable. So, um, you know, last year or no, I, never mind. But um, you know, they still got that Cook, one of the best running backs in the league. So I, I have the Vikings going eight and nine in this division. Um, finishing third, I do have the Chicago Bears. I have him eight and nine. I'm predicting Justin Fields starts week two, but yes, as you mentioned, I don't, you know, who knows? And I love the set that you brought about David Montgomery. I think it does show that you got to start Fields week two because, yeah, it gives that element. Especially Justin Fields is such a good runner. I know he's not great protecting the ball, but he is such a great runner. And you could see even those preseason games, it opened up the entire offense when he started running, you know, when he kind of took off. So I, I think it would really help the Bears offense, but. Who knows when the Bears decide to start him. Um, but, yeah, on the defensive end, they've, they've gotten worse every year since Banjo left. You know, the um, 18, the last year he was there, they only gave up 13 points a game. Last year they gave up 23 points a game. Um, it, it's kind of steadily going, you know, the points per game has steadily gone up since he's left. Uh, it's still a pretty good D, but can, um, Mooney played really well at the end of last year. John Mooney at wide receiver played really well at the end of last year. Could he step up and be that number two guy? Um, with Allen Robinson, you know, they, they really need that to help out Justin Fields. Um, they'll, they'll need him to kind of take another step up if they do want to contend for the playoffs. And I have Detroit finishing the year or finishing last in the division going three and 14. I think it's going to be a long year for him. You know, Jared Goff, you know, I, I really do believe he really needs a running game, you know, and use play action to really be effective. I think Swift's going to be a really good running back. You know, as you mentioned, their offensive line's going to be really good. Um, you know, I think TJ Hawkins is going to take a step up. 
Um, yeah, the defense is going to struggle. They don't have much at wide receiver. Um, I, I do like the energy Dan Campbell brings, but I just don't think they just don't have a good enough roster to translate any of that onto the field right now. I think it's to be a long year for Detroit. I see him going with three and 14. Um, as you mentioned too, you know, yeah, they, they should have took a quarterback last year. They, they had to know Stafford probably wants to go try to go win a Super Bowl with somebody. Uh, you know, the rating was probably on the wall. They didn't read it, I guess, but yeah, uh, I got Detroit struggling at 3-14. We'll go to the NFC South, and I got the defending champions winning this division. And uh, I think they'll have a clinch by Thanksgiving. And I got them going 16-1. and one. I think this is the best wow. team in football. I think this is a uh, – I know. I know you're not, you're not liking the fact I got Tom Brady going 16-1. and one. But this roster is the best roster in football. They got, you know, Brady right now still a top, you know, five quarterback. New England got rid of him way too early, and that's pretty obvious. Uh, they, you know, the they're wide receivers you know, with Evans, with Godwin. I mean, it's Scotty Miller, now Antonio Brown, really deep at receiver. You got, you know, the only question is the run game. The run game at times struggled last year, but I think it'll be better – and it would be what it, more of it what it was like at the end of the season now with Leonard Fournette being there for most of the year because Leonard Fournette was pretty much picked up in, in September last year. And obviously the offensive line is really good. Tristan Wirfs. I wish my Giants picked up Tristan Wirfs, drafted Tristan Wirfs now, uh, you know, geez. And the uh, and obviously you got Allie Marpet and you got Donovan Smith who's improved every year with Ryan Jensen. And that offensive line, so top five offensive line. And you look at this front seven, the best front seven in football, Barrett and JPP getting after the quarterback. You got Bay in the middle. You got the two linebackers with Levante David and Devin White. Uh, best front seven in football, hands down. And the and then on the back end, they've improved. You know, with Carlton Davis, with Jamal, with with uh, with with Whitehead, with uh, uh, with Antron Winfield, they're improved on the back end. So I got them going sixteen and one, winning the AFC South easily. Coming in second place, I got the New Orleans Saints, and I have them just missing the playoffs. Jameis Winston, I think, well, it's still a question mark with him. Obviously, will it be an upgrade or a downgrade? We'll see. Drew Brees last year didn't turn the ball over, but he could not throw the ball deep down the field. The Michael Thomas situation, he'll be out the first five games, and that's going to hurt them. And some of the secondary parts they lost on, on this team, you know. Yeah, they didn't lose the superstars like the Cam Jordans, like the Alvin Kamaras, like the Demario Davises, like the Marshawn Lattimores, the Marcus Williams. But they lost some of the secondary pieces like the, the Ted Hendrickson, the Sheldon Rankins, the uh, the Emmanuel Sanders, the Janoris Jenkins. They lost those secondary pieces, which made them a top roster last year. Now their roster is so good, but it's not anywhere near as, as good as it was last year. So they lost some secondary pieces. But I do think this team wins more games than they lose because of the because of the coaching. I like obviously Alvin Kamara, one of the top backs in football. Obviously, the issue will be will this receiving core, Marquez Callaway, and uh, and Traquan Smith not having a Michael Thomas is definitely definitely going to be an issue early in the season for this team. Offensive line still really good. Two of the best tackles in football with Tyron Armstead and Ryan Ramchak. You look at the defense. You got Cam Jordan. Hopefully, Marcus Davenport steps up for them. You got Demario Davis. It's still a top ten defense. Ten defense with defense with defense with with Marshawn Lattimore on the back end. So I got the Saints going nine and eight and just missing the playoffs. Coming in third place is the Carolina Panthers, and uh, I think this team is going to be improved. This is the year for Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold has a bad year and this team goes 5-12, and 12, he's going to be a career-long backup. This is the time for Sam Darnold to step up and have a big season. And he's got the weapons to do it. He's got, you know, Christian McCaffrey, one of the top backs in the league. He's got Robbie Anderson. He's got D.J. Moore. Uh, and uh, offensive line is a little bit of a concern there. And another, another concern is Darnold has missed due to getting sick, having mono or injuries. He's missed eight games in his first three years. He's got to be able to stay on the field. 
You can't just keep you can't keep, you can't keep missing games. And on the back end, you know you got a uh, you got Brian Burns, very underrated. You got Derek Brown coming into the second year. J.C. Horn they drafted in the first round. So this is a Panthers team that has some potential to be a wild card. But because of the, la- the Dar- not being able to trust Darwin, be able to stay on the field, the defense not being great, and the offensive line being shaky, I got Matt Rule going seven and ten in year number two and finishing in third place. And finishing in last place is the Atlanta Falcons. And to me, the Atlanta Falcons are an organization that just has no direction. I mean, they still believe they can win with Matt Ryan, but they end up trading Julio Jones. So to me, this organization right now really doesn't have a direction. I mean, Matt Ryan is still a top 15 quarterback. Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to be a stud. I think he's going to be a top four tight end in this league. Uh, Calvin Ridley is still one of the better receivers. The problem is the offensive line is below average. They really don't have a running game. And on the defensive side of the ball, outside of Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones, this defense is really, really going to struggle. Even though Dean Pease come in, come in, they're going to blitz more and play a lot of man coverage. They don't have the pass rushers on the outside. Grady Jarrett is a beast, but they don't have the pass rushers on the outside. It's a below average defense. And really, it's a below average football team with no direction. I got them finishing 6-11, and 11, finishing in last place in the AFC South, NFC South. Justin, your thoughts on the NFC South? Yeah, I got Tampa Bay, no question, winning the division. I have them 13-4. Thir- well, where are these four losses coming from? That I think, you know, maybe the Rams knock them off. I think I had to go in it. Um, the Rams knocking them off. I think maybe the Saints could get them down the dome, maybe. Um, those could be a tough one at home. It was tough. I just – I was going back and forth between 13 – or 14-3, and 13-4. I thought 14 and – 13 fourths on a little bit more likely. I know they have everybody coming back, and I know the second half of the year, everybody else, or I mean, they really started, they started clicking and they, you know, in all cylinders. Uh, they have a real shot at winning back to back titles at the Pats did it in 03 04. Um, you know, they, I know, they, yeah, they don't have much of a running game, but they have the depth there still with Jones and all. Uh, oh, stop it. Stop. It's just a chase. Chase. Things. That is ridiculous to say they're going to lose the Monday night game to the Giants. I guarantee you they shut down Saquon Barkley and they forced Daniel Jones just like they did last year, you know, two or three turnovers. And I think their offense is on point in that game too. That here's here's my guarantee: the Bucks will win that game by at least double digits, guaranteed. And you could write it down. You could write that down, Jace. The Bucks will win that Monday night game by at least double digits. I, I could see, especially going down at Tampa. They had, they, you know, Giants had their chances last year, you know, and maybe. I'm like, the Giants have upset Brady before. They, they've they done it a couple of times. Yeah, they, uh, yeah but, but what happened to that Bucks team after they played the Giants? They got yeah. destroyed, destroyed to the New Orleans Saints on Sunday Night Football. So don't give me the whole, oh, you know, the Giants are got better and this is the same Bucks team. Yeah, but the Bucks didn't really hit their stride until December last year, played to their full capability until December. So don't give me that, Chase. Don't give me that, Chase. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I think Tampa Bay, I, I think they'd be fine. I can see O.J. Howard kind of being a wild card at that tight end spot. If he could stay on the field, I know that's been a big issue, but he, when he's been out there, he, you know, he's, he's been pretty productive. So um, with that defense and being able to keep everybody, to keep Chris Godwin too, um, this, this Buck team definitely has a really, really great shot. Of um, you know, yeah, getting back to back Super Bowls. You know, obviously, I don't expect Tom Brady to take a step back. Why would you? It just, you know, it, at this point, you know, he's going to play to he's fifty. Um, I have the Saints going nine and eight. I really do like Sean or John Payton kind of teaming up here with Jameis Winston. I really think this is a good thing for him. Um, you know, I know it's going to hurt not having Michael Thomas and the wide receiver core that great right now, and I know they just lost their tight end. Um, 
Troutman too. He was going to be out for the first few weeks, but um, you know, Winston's a guy. You know, he threw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions. Like he can, he can throw the ball around to help that he's at Alvin Kamara. But if he can keep the turnovers until limited, you know, I think this could be a really good thing for the Saints. I think this could really help Winston's career. Um, yeah, you know, they still have a talented roster. Um, John Payton's still one of the best head coaches out there. Kamara can stay healthy. Um, you know, if their defense could, you know, kind of continue to improve. I know, yeah, they lost a couple pieces, as you mentioned, you know, on defensive side. But, yeah, it's still, you know, it's still a talented team. I see the same – I have the Saints, you know, kind of um, go 9-8 and eight and, you know, still contending for a spot, a wild card spot, you know, in the wild card in the playoffs. Um, I have Carolina going 7-10. I do like – I think this is going to be a good thing for Sam Darnold, as you mentioned, yes, if you could say healthy. Again, it is a huge, huge difference from for Sam from Adam Gase to now Joe Brady and Matt Rule kind of, you know, um, having him as a coach. So I think this is going to be a good thing for Sam. I like kind of Terrence Marshall here coming back with Joe Brady. I think that could be a nice weapon for him. Robbie Anderson as well. Um, I think this could be a really good thing for Sam Donald. Joe Brady could kind of um, – Kind of unleash some stuff that you know from from Donald that we haven't seen. Kind of using him as full potential, maybe. Um, you know, I, I also like to pick up Dan Arnold. He had a huge breakout year at tight end last year. Um, I'm excited about that. So, and, and for the defense, it's a defense too. Yeah, they had a ton of rookies, but they didn't have a. Um, but they were they they were league average defensively for a bunch of freshmen. It, again, that's you know I'll, I'll take that. Um, and I their defense could only get better this year, so. I think it's a team, yeah, seven to ten. But again, it was shocking. They sneak get like eight or nine wins. Would not surprise me. Um, I have Atlanta going five and twelve in this division. They, yeah, Matt. They still have Matt Ryan, um, Kyle Pitts. I, yeah, I'm with you. I think this guy's going to be amazing. He's just he's not your prototypical tight end. There's been never been a tight end drafted this early at number four. Um, I think Mike Davis is a nice pickup in the running game, um, but. Yeah, you know, their defense still needs some work. There's, you know, offensively they're able to score some points, but can their defense stop anybody is a big question. Yes, as you mentioned, too, it's just such a dysfunctional organization. They've gone backwards ever since the Super Bowl back in 17. They haven't really done, you know, they, it's just been backwards since. And, um, you know, until they kind of decide with Matt Ryan, you know, what to do there, when to get rid of him, um, you know, they're kind of, you know, in a division where, you know, it's – you know, Carolina's improving. You still have the Saints and Bucks who are pretty good. So it's a tough division to get out of the ceiling, the seller with right now. But um, I get the Falcon to a 5 and 12. We'll go to the NFC West. And in first place, I got the Rams going 12 and 5, winning the division. I mean, I know they lost Cam Akers, but they did add, they did add Sony Michelle to go along with Dontrell Henderson. Matthew Stafford, this is probably one of the best rosters he's been on in his entire career. Uh, I, I think on offense, you got Cup and Woods, two good receivers. Offensive line was pretty good last year with Harvestine and and uh, and, uh, and Whitworth. You know, Whitworth's getting up there in age. He still keeps playing really well. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, they have the two best players at their positions at two very important positions in this league. Uh, you got uh, you got, obviously got uh, Aaron Donald, a defensive tackle, and you got uh, you got Jalen Ramsey on the back end. Linebacking core is very suspect, but. Their secondary and D-lines are both really good for this team. I mean, Leonard Floyd is a good edge rusher. Uh, then on the back end, you got Darius Williams, too, in the secondary. So I think this Rams team with Sean McVay goes 12-5, and five and they win the division. 
coming in second place. I got the Seattle Seahawks going 12 and five. I know they've had some issues with certain players. Dwayne, Dwayne Brown is still holding out. Quentin Quandary Diggs, they both want new contracts, but they did re-sign uh, Jamal Adams, their best defensive player. Uh, they obviously got Bobby Wagner in the middle of that defense too. Defensive line's a little bit, a little bit shaky, but and that defense a little bit shaky. But I think that defense is good enough to get them into the playoffs. It's not just a blow average defense, but I think it's it, it could still get them to the playoffs. Obviously, you have Russell Wilson, one of the top quarterbacks in football. You got DK Metcalf, one of the top receivers in football. Tyler Lockett is good. Chris Carson's good. And adding Sean Waldron as the offensive coordinator, getting rid of Brian Schottenheimer, definitely going to make a difference for that offense. So that offense started to get stagnant at the end of the year. A lot of us Giants fans saw that. And we upset them in Seattle last year. Uh, so I, I think the Seattle team, I got them going. I know the offensive line is a little bit of a concern with Dwayne Brown, but I think they're going to figure things out with him. I got Seattle finishing 12-5 and five and being one of the wild cards in the NFC. Uh, coming in third, another wild card, that's the San Francisco 49ers, and I really, really love this roster. I love the fact with Nick Boza coming back. You got Fred Warner, one of the best linebackers in the game. Secondary is a little bit of an issue. Jimmy Ward's pretty good. Jason had a pretty good year last year, but corner's going to be a little bit of a weakness on this team. Uh, I think this is the third best roster in the league behind the Browns and the Bucks. I think that, uh, obviously, you look at the offensive line, you got Trent Williams, you got Mike McGlinchey, uh, and then, you know, the receivers with Brandon Ayuk, and you got uh, you got uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, one of the top tight ends, obviously, in football, right behind Travis Kelsey. I think this this 49er team, my issue is, though, is Tez Garoppolo lost a little bit of confidence. That's my biggest issue there. And another issue is, is how is this true quarterback system going to work? Because that's what they think that's what they're planning on doing right now. How is this going to end up working for the 49ers? Because you're old to hear the old adage when you got two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. So. We'll see how that ends up working because I feel like they're going to start Garoppolo and they're going to use Trey Lance and some packages, which I'm for. I just don't I, – that's, that's what I would like. Just use Garoppolo and use Lance in special packages. Don't play them both, you know, like traditional quarterbacks. Don't play them both. I would start Garoppolo and use Lance in different packages, but we'll see what Shanahan does at the position. But because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position right now, I got this team finishing in third place. I think if they get pretty good quarterback play, they're going to be better. But I got this team finishing in third place as one of the wild cards going 10-7. and seven. And in last place, but as one of the wild cards, I got the Arizona Cardinals. And I think this roster is a could be a super this is this is a Super Bowl roster. But I do the problem is is the head coach, I don't think you can win a Super Bowl unless you're tremendously talented or have a great quarterback with Cliff Kingsbury as your head coach. I think the guy is a below average head coach. He got fired in college for a reason. I'm t- I mean, and, and, and when you lead the league in penalty yardage and you get upset to Carolina, Detroit, and New England last year, you lose those games, and then you lose to San Francisco with CJ Beathard at, at, on your, and you lose to C, San Francisco with CJ Beathard in your home field. That's on coaching, and that's why I think Cliff Kingsbury is a below-average head coach, and he's going to be the one to hold this team back. But I do think with their talent, they're going to get into the playoffs. I like Kyler Murray. Obviously, he's not. He's not. He's not a top five quarterback. But he's a top ten quarterback. I think they proved on the offensive line trading for Rodney Rodney Hudson. Uh, the running game's a concern because they did get rid of Kenyon Drake. Uh, the receiving core, I think DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best in the game. And I like the draft pick of Rondell Moore. I think he's going to be a good, a good number two for them. On the defensive side of the ball, I know Watt's not the same guy, but he's still really good. You got Chandler Jones on that side of the ball as well. Uh, you obviously have – you need Isaiah Simmons to step up. You got one of the best safeties in the league in Budaker. So this is a Super Bowl roster for me. I don't just don't think they have the right head coach, but I do think they get in the playoffs and finish 9-8. and eight. Justin, your thoughts on the best division in football, the NFC West. Yes, this is uh, – this is – Definitely a, a stacked division one through four. I do have the Rams winning at tw- going twelve and five. Yeah, the running back rumor right now scares 
adding Sony Michelle, you know, helps a bit. You know, maybe again they help Darnell Henderson week one. You know, Michelle's kind of been an injury concern as well. So, you know, that's a concern. But you know, um, they still have so much talent. Obviously, def- defensively, um, Aaron Donald to kind of anchor that. There's great in that area. Defense can keep a lot of games. Adding Matthew Stafford is a, um, you know, that's an upgrade for him at quarterback. You know, yeah, as you mentioned, it's probably the best roster he's been on, and you know, for an NFL team. You know, they had 25 turnovers last year. The offense, I think that's going to go down now. You know, having Matthew Stafford, um, I think Van Van Jefferson's um, role is going to prove at the wide receiver. He's got a lot of skills coming out of Florida. I think he's going to have a bigger role in this offense this year. Um, and I got the Rams going 12 and five, and I think they're you know they're they're Super Bowl contender. Uh, for Seattle, I have them going 10 and seven, getting one of the wild cards. I think for the you know the O line, it's gotten a little bit better. Yeah, they get it, you know situated with um, with uh, with um, Dwayne Brown. You know that's it, it, something that that's a guy they really need, and that's a guy that they keep Russell happy. You need you need him out on the field. Yeah, you know you mentioned too. Yeah, they got so conservative at second part of the year after Russell kind of had that, you know, three interception game. And I think he even threw another game break back to back where he had two or three interceptions. So they got very conservative. Yeah. I like the new hired offensive coordinator. They needed that um, after the way it ended last year. Cause you know, um, yeah, you know, like they never should have lost the giants, even though the giants played really well that day. But again, you know, there's no Russell Wilson should not be losing to Colt McCoy. And I know that game was not on him, but, it's, he got absolutely sacked. What you got sacked him like six, seven times. So, you know, obviously, you know, got a lot of pressure on him. I don't know how many yeah. sacks. We got a ton of pressure on him. I know you guys had a ton of pressure. Okay, I, it felt like you guys had six or seven sacks that game. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like yeah, yeah that that was a problem. I like you know, Chris Carson at running back. They could stay healthy. Um, yeah, I I really like the Seattle team going ten and seven, getting one of the wild cards. San Francisco, my biggest concern, yeah, well, one is the quarterback, yeah, who, who kind of, you know, what kind of goes on here. And then it, it's kind of the injury bug. The injury, you know, Chiraco hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, could Kittle stay healthy this year? Could Debo Samuel stay healthy? Uh, Brandon, you kind of stepped up kind of late last year. You know, this defense, yeah, a lot of guys coming back. The back end's still solid, but, yeah, they lost a couple pieces there, but. You know, like I, I think the biggest concern is injury. I have them going ten and seven as well, but yeah, I could see them going twelve and five. You know, something around there. If everybody could stay healthy and things are going well, you know, new two new coordinators as well. But yeah, the Niners have one of the best rosters right now. Um, I like the draft late drafting Elijah Mitchell. I think he could be used as a third down back, as we know. Shanahan will, you know, it's a revolving door with the running backs. So use them all. I think Mitchell's a nice pickup for that piece there at running back. Um, but yeah, you know, defense line's great. And I think the Niners getting as a wild card team at going 10 and seven Arizona, I have going eight and nine and yeah, they should be better, but it's coaching. I think this, you know, it's a team that should win 10, you know, somewhere around 10 games, but I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. I believe he's going to blow two or three games himself. Mm-hmm. And then even like Vance Jones, as defense coordinator, he struggled as well with Denver and they've kind of, they lost some games when he had the coach there when he was the head coach there. They lose some games. So, I, you know, those two kind of being – I don't trust Arizona. Um, obviously, they have a lot of talent, and they should not be going 8-9, but it, it's it's definitely coaching. They started 6-3 and three last year, and they finished 2-5. and five. Um, As you mentioned, Rondell Moore, he was supposed to be a top-10 pick, but it's been injuries. Can he stay healthy this year? 
you know, because, you know, him and DeAndre Hopkins, because I, I think Rondell Moore is going to be really, really good if he's out on the field. I like J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, you know, defensive ends. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons, too. Um, he, yeah, he only played 33% of the snaps last year. I think he's going to play a lot more. Um, I like the Nordane linebacker that came in, too, Jeremiah um, Kumar Asiato. You know, I, I think he's going to step in, too, as a linebacker. Um, he's kind of versatile. That guy. might have been Xavier. I think it was Xavier and Collins for the Cardinals. He was oh, yeah, Xavier Collins. Notre Dame guy. Yes. Notre Dame guy was the Browns. Yes, that's my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, Xavier Collins. I, I, but I like that addition to that, at, you know, pickup too, or that draft pick as well. He led college football last year in interceptions. He did a lot for that Tulsa defense that was really, really good. Um, so I, I like Collins coming in as well, pairing with Simmons. So. Um, I have Arizona game eight and nine. I just do not trust the coaching staff of Arizona here to help them out. No, no, no. The coaching staff, they don't make the playoffs. Cook Kingsbury will be fired. He but we, but we are going to circle. What did you say? Jason's comment here. Jason's comment. I really, you know, okay. AJ, yeah, if you could say healthy. Uh, 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 please, please stop it with AJ Green, okay? I know he the guy was the hurt, third. But. He was the third. He was the worst receiver on the Bengals last year. He's done. A.J. Green is done. He's, 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 he's a below-average wide receiver right now. I mean, T. Higgins and, uh, and, and, and Tyler Boyd outplayed him last year. A.J. Green is, a, is, is done right now. He's done. So I'm, I'm, I don't like the – I mean, I don't mind it, but he's, an, he's, their, he's their number three receiver in my opinion. But we got to circle back to the AFC. We talked about the AFC East, but now we're going to circle back and get to the AFC North. And this is a – a lot of people like this division a lot, but, I, but I'm not as big a fan of the Steelers, so I'm not as high on this division. But I do like the, the two top teams in this division. I like the Baltimore Ravens, despite the loss of J.K. Dobbins. I think that's a loss. I, they were my Super Bowl pick before this, and I think the running game is going to hurt them. But I do think they're going to win games even without him because Lamar Jackson is a top-ten quarterback. They did improve at receiver with Sammy Watkins. And uh, and Rashard Bateman, uh, I, their offensive line is a little bit of a concern. You know, trading for Orlando Brown and then drafting the guy that guy from Penn State, which was a reach in the first round. I think you know that's a questionable trade right there. I know it's quite it's tough to question Eric DaCosta, who worked with Ozzie Newsom. That's a questionable trade right there. But I think that on you know the defensive side of the ball, I think you know obviously you have two best you have two you have the best pair of corners in the game with uh, Marcus Peters and you got Merlin Humphrey. You obviously got you know good interior players with Brendan Williams and Calais Campbell. The issue is the edge rushers, but Whitman, Martindale likes to blitz a lot and he doesn't mind keeping those corners on an island. So I do think the defense is really good and I think this is a good football team. I think, but I do think Dobbins is going to cost them making a run in the playoffs because that lack of a running game. Lamar's not great when he doesn't have a running game. So I think the Ravens go. 12 and five and win the AFC North though, because of the coach and because of the quarterback. That's why I got them winning the division and going 12 and five coming in second place. I got the, uh, I got the Cleveland Browns. And I think this is the second best roster in football outside of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, this offensive line is, is phenomenal. Uh, they, they obviously you got a, the, the best running game in football with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You get Odell back and back. We'll see which way Odell goes. The best team he's been on his career. Does he accept being the number two option or, or does he desperately want to be the number one option? We'll see what happens with Odell Beckham. He's the biggest wild card going into this season. Uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball, I like this defensive line. Obviously, you got Miles Garrett. You add Jadavion Clowney. Clowney, he's not a number one, but with Miles Garrett on the other side, he definitely could do damage getting pressure on the quarterback. Linebacking, of course, the question. They did take that kid out of Notre Dame. And I think the secondary is going to be good, adding John Johnson, having Denzel Ward, and then drafting Greg Newsom. So I got the I got the Browns going 11-6, and six, finishing in second place in the AFC North. 
In third place, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for the first time since in, in almost two decades, I got this team having a losing record. I got them going 7-10. and 10. And the biggest reason why is their offensive line. I think their offensive line might be one of the worst in the league this year. I know Pouncey. I know uh, Villanueva. And I know DeCastro weren't that good last year. But the guys they replace them with are not good at all. Uh, I, I like the Najee Harris pickup. I think it's going to improve their running game. But I think Big Ben really regressed last year. I mean, the first 10 games when he went 10-0, and 0, he had uh, 24 touchdowns and five interceptions. The next five games when the team went 2-4, uh, the next six games where the team went, uh, I think it might have been the next five games where the team went, I think, 1-3. One, one and three. No, 2-3 and three in the next five games. He had nine touchdowns and five picks. There was a big difference, a big drop-off last year. He's getting old. I think this is a mistake by the Steelers organization. I think they're making the same mistake the Giants made. I think they're holding on to their quarterback way too, holding on to their quarterback too long. I think they're making a mistake here holding on to Big Ben. And I think this team, this offense is going to struggle because of the offensive line and Big Ben. I think the defense will be – one of the top in the league, again, with T.J. Watt, with obviously Cameron Hayward. Devin Bush is coming off an ACL injury, so we'll see what happens there. And they're pretty good in the secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick. But I do, do think this is the first time we see the Steelers have a losing season since 2003. I got them going 7-10, and 10, finishing in third place. And in last place is the Cincinnati Bengals. And I feel like this organization hasn't figured it out with the head coach. I think the head coach is garbage. I think Jack Taylor is a terrible head coach. I think I think the problem is they, t- they draft a guy who can't catch the ball, but they don't take a tackle, but they just need a tackle after their quarterback you know, tears his ACL and it's just come off an ACL injury. It makes no sense to take, and I'm for skill guys taking skill guys, but when your offensive line is that bad, you end up passing on that to, to, to go out to get Jamar chase who has had trouble catching the boys. We had a really bad preseason uh, and, and you do have, you know, two decent receivers in uh, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So, you know, they pass on Penny Sewell, which was seemed like it was a lock that he was going to go there. And on the defensive side of the ball, I think they got worse there too. I don't mind the defensive line getting Ted, Ted, uh, Trey Hendricks in, but I do think a lot of those actually because Cameron Jordan was on the other side. We'll see what he could do as being the guys and edge rushers. Or linebacking core is absolutely terrible. And the secondary, they got worse. Jesse Bates, one of the top safeties in the league, but they, uh, they, they, uh, they didn't re-sign Will Jackson. He went to the Redskins. They're going to the sorry, the Washington Football Team. So I think the, the Bengals five and twelve finish in last place, and I think this is the this this is going to be Zach Taylor's last year as an NFL head coach. Justin, your thoughts on the uh, on the AFC North? Yeah, um, I got as same as you. I got the Ravens winning the sink. Yeah, Dobbins going down. Yeah, tough loss. He led all of um all running backs last year with yards per carry with six a game or six yards a carry. I should mean I should say, um, you know, obviously you still have Gus Edwards. I like Justice Hill coming out of Oklahoma State too last year. I think he'd be a good number two for this team. You know, again, they're so good at running the ball. I, I think they'll be able to fill that void. Um, yeah, they added some nice pieces with Sammy Watkins. Um, I like Richard Bateman, even though I, he's going to be out, um, I think, for the first month, I believe it is. So, I, you know, I, I like some of the additions they have made, you know. Um, Tyler Wallace, too. He's a guy that probably could have been a more of a, you know, probably a second or third round pick. But, again, injuries have been the concern for him. So, I think he could end up being more of a steal um, for Baltimore if he could stay healthy, he could produce. So, um, you know. I think it's a good. I think they could be a good pick there for Lamar Jackson. You know, the one thing J- J- Lamar is, can you know, can he can he win a big game here? You know, with his arm, we haven't really seen him beat the Mahomes of the world yet. We haven't seen him take that next. You know, or Josh Allen now in Buffalo. You know, with his arm, if, if he can't run, can he make that? You know, next up there, um, defense. Yeah, I heard a bit that they lost. You know, Matthew Judon and um, Nagakwe as their edge rushers, but yeah, you know. Um, they're usually always really good at getting the quarterback. 
Um, their defense is always pretty good. Yeah, they two of the best corners in the league. It's a tough division, but I still think even with losing Dobbins, <clears throat> they have enough as, you know, Lamar stays healthy, you know, wide receiver core, you know, Marquise Brown takes another step up. He played well last year. Um, I think they have the pieces around him. So they saw Mark Andrews at tight end. I don't know, down the year on this year, but still, you know, still, still, um, still a nice piece at tight end, still a really good piece tight end. So I have Baltimore winning the division at 12 and five. I've Cleveland going second, going 11 and six. Yeah, they bring Clowney, which again he can't have any worse of your last year. Like how you mentioned, yeah, he's you know he's got Miles Garrett there on the other side, so yeah, you know, uh, takes more. You know, guys kind of, um, you know, obviously everybody's more worried about Garrett than Clowney at this point. So maybe it gets him going a bit. Yeah, they have such a great run run game now that it, it takes a lot of pressure off of Baker Mayfield and. You know, um, again, as long as he can kind of protect the football, not make a big mistake, you know, in a big spot, then the Browns should be able to be a playoff team. Um, you know, their, their defense still isn't great. I think they were like 21st in points allowed last year. Um, something like, you know, um, you know, they gave up 26 points a game, which isn't great, but still, you know, the improvement with Clowney coming in, um, yeah. Now the Nordine linebacker, Jeremiah Kramaya. That's going to be a key to that defense. He's going to be a key to that defense because yeah. if he's good, that defense is going to be in the top half of the league. Yeah, definitely. I think he will. You know, because he, he's he's like six three, six four. He's a bigger linebacker than most. So um, I, I think he kind of fills that need there at that linebacker position. Um, so I'm excited about that. You know, to see how he does there. Um, but as the Browns going eleven six this year, you know. Um, Tough to be, but I think they get it done. I have Pittsburgh going ten and seven. Um, so yeah, we're way opposite on here. But yeah, you, you, you're, just, you're, buying, you're buying the "don't doubt the Steelers" mantra. You're buying yeah, that. Yeah. I again, they won eight games with my, with Mason Rudolph. I know the line got worse, but still, I Mike Tom is a good coach. Mike Tom's a good coach, but yes. yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. Yeah, but the division is a little bit more competitive, though. The Browns are a better team than they were, you know, that that year. So the division is a little bit more competitive. Yeah, you're you're all right about that. It, it is, and you know, again, they're another team last year. They had 27 turnovers. They were great in that area, and it really benefited the offense. Can they can they continue to you know force turnovers like that? I don't Bika Fitzpatrick what had eight or nine or seven. You know, Fitzpatrick was great at ball hawking last year. Um, yeah, you know, and they were second. You know, they had the second most drops in the league last year with 30. Uh, you know, in the last five weeks of the year, they allowed 24 points a game. It was a different team the second half of the year. Najee Harris, I think it's going to help that run game. Um, I, I think, too, in the screen game for Big Ben, I, I think he could have a lot of catches as well out of the backfield. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, they had a lot of injuries, too, in the defense those final few weeks that hurt, you know. But, you know, I, again, uh, you know, 10-7, I think, you know, 10-7, 9-8. I just don't see how – even, yeah, it's a tough division, you know, how did you know Big Ben? Yeah, you know he took a step back last year, but you know I, I still think with the defense they find a way to steal some games, and I think Pittsburgh finds a way to sneak into the wild card game, going ten seven for Cincinnati. And I think you know this: Demar Chase was chosen because of Joe Burrow. You know that you know Joe Burrow was in their ear. I bet about that one. Yes, they should have gone Penny Sewell. They you know they they needed an offensive lineman because he was hit eight times a game last year. You know that. And, you know, he's already went down once. You know, yeah, Jamar Chase has been struggling at camp so far. You know, that was something that, 
he worked on two summers ago. You know, him and that whole LSU um, wide receiver core, they all struggled drops that, you know, the uh, 2017 season. They love the country and drop passes, and they all got better at it. And, you know, they got to get a lot better. You know, their Chase has got to play a lot. You know, it's got to get um, got to get better that area. You know, they're, you know, yeah, like he's going to probably be their third guy, but – you know, there's going to be the pressure on him for not going out and getting off at the lineman. I know they just re-signed uh, Joe Mixon, but can he stay healthy? He seems like a guy that – and then I think, you know, can he can he stay healthy in that backfield one because they got rid of Bernard. So defensively, they're going to struggle. They're still going to need help there. I'm with you. I don't like Zach Taylor as a head coach, but I have Cincinnati going 4-13. But with Joe Burrow, I could see him winning another game or two, but not much more than that. I think, you know um, – but I have the Bengals going 4-13 and really showing how to get, you know, get a fourth place in the division. Going to the AFC South, which arguably might be the worst division in football outside of the NFC East. Uh, as we look at the top of the division, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I mean, obviously you got some, you probably have the best trio of skill guys in the league with Julio Jones, uh, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown. That's a great trio right there. The problem is the offensive line is a little bit shaky. They lost Jack Conklin a couple of years ago. Uh, Taylor Luan comes back after an injury. Ryan Tannehill, you like him, but you don't love him. Uh, and, the, and the reason why I think this team is not at the level of a Kansas City or a Buffalo is because of their uh, because of their defense. I think their defense had a lot of trouble getting at the quarterback last year. They were 30th in the NFL getting, getting sacks last year. They did add Bud Dupree and Jeffrey, and Jeffrey Simmons with that potential. But the issue is, is I think this defense is definitely going to struggle. Uh, I mean, I think they did get, get Caleb Farley, but I don't know if Bud Dupree makes up for the lack of pass rush will improve. But I don't think it's good enough to be where the top teams in in the in the conference are, where the top teams in the AFC are. This defense, I think, uh, yeah, J. Ron Brown is is average, but he's not great. So I do think the defense is definitely going to be a concern for this team. But I do think they're good enough to win a bad division, and they're good enough to win it at eleven and six, and that's why I got them winning the division. Coming in second, I got the Colts, and uh, I got them going ten and seven. I don't know if Quentin Nelson or Carson Wentz are going to be ready for opening day. That's going to be interesting to see. And this schedule for the Colts is brutal to start the year. They open up at home with the Seahawks, the Rams. They go to Tennessee. They go to Miami. And they go to Baltimore. That's a brutal schedule to start the season. And if they can just get out of a two and three, that five-game stretch, I feel like they're going to make the playoffs and get a wild card. And then I do think they get out of a two and three. And that's why I do think they make the playoffs and get a wild card. I like Jonathan Taylor. I like this offensive line. If Quentin Nelson is healthy, I think this is probably the best offensive line in football. If Quentin Nelson is healthy. The issue, though, there is going to be, do they have a true number one? T.Y. Hilton's going to miss some time. We know he's not a true number one. Can Michael Pittman emerge to a true number one? That'll be the biggest thing. Once everybody gets healthy, if this team wants to be a Super Bowl contender, I feel like Michael Pittman Jr. has got to emerge into a true number one, and they need a consistent edge, edge rusher. I think Quetty Pay has got to be that consistent edge rusher. We know Chris Ballard doesn't like free agency. He likes to build through the draft. We'll see if he hits home runs. We'll see if he ends up last year hitting home run with Michael Pittman in the second round, and we'll see if he ends up you know, hitting home run with Quetty Pay this year. Obviously, they got DeForest Buckner on the defensive line. They got one of the best linebackers in football and Darius Leonard, Xavier Rhodes in the back end. So I do think this team starts slow but comes together, gets a wild card berth, and goes 10-7. and seven. Now we go to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and obviously they have Trevor Lawrence in his first year. And I think, you know, he's going to struggle a little bit because the offensive line is shaky. It's Urban Meyer's first year as a head coach. He does have a pretty – he did lose Travis Etienne, which is a loss. He does have James Robinson as a running back. He's got a – he's got, you know, you know TJ Shark as a receiver. Marvin Jones is okay. The problem is that defense is absolutely horrendous. It's one of the worst defenses in football. And that's why I don't think this team wins more than five games. I think Trevor – they'll be fun to watch. I think Trevor Lawrence will be fun to watch this year. 
thought, I don't think this team wins a lot. This team wins a lot of football games. I think obviously they win more than last year, but I think this team goes four and 13 and they finish in third place in the AFC South and they would finish in last place in any other division. But the reason they're finishing in third place is because the worst team in football is the Houston Texans. This team is absolutely terrible. It doesn't look like they're going to play Deshaun Watson. We don't know what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson. looks like they're going to start Tyron Taylor. Eventually, I think Cam Newton will probably eventually be the starter for this team. But this, this is the worst roster in football. This roster is absolutely terrible. This coaching staff was pretty much put together on the fly. This is a team where I, I think is going to finish one and sixteen. Very easily could finish zero and be finish zero and seventeen. We could have our third winless season in the last uh, uh, four less than in less than fifteen years. We could have our third team go winless. Like we remember the Lions in 08 went winless. The Browns in two thousand seventeen went winless. The Texans definitely have a chance to go winless. I think this team finishes one and sixteen and is the worst team in football. Yeah, yeah you're bad, but I got finishing at first, same as you. I got the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, you know, this offense to be really explosive, but yeah, they're not gonna be able to stop anybody. I have them eleven six. I just, yeah, I just, you know, they're gonna not gonna be able to win some tight games. That their defense isn't gonna be able to get that big stop on their, you know, they, you know, I think they gave up, you know, um, opponents were forty nine percent against them last year on third down. Yeah, they still getting off the field last year on third down. I don't think it's gonna get much better this year. Bud Dupree coming as a pass rush is gonna help out a little bit. He's coming off a knee injury, so who, you know. Um, how much, you know, form is he ready to go, you know, for this year? Um, obviously, again, Julio Jones is nice now with um, A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry's a, you know, really nice offense that they have there. Yeah, Ryan Taylor's not the greatest quarterback in the world, but, again, with the guys he's – with what he has around him, he will get the job done. Um, but, yeah, I don't, you know – again, I don't see him being a Kansas City or a Buffalo – um, to kind of get over the hump in the AFC, but um, finishing second division, I have Indianapolis going ten and seven now with the worry of you know is Wentz going to be ready now week one because it sounded like he was practicing all that, but now with COVID, who knows? I know Kelly's you know um, Brian Kelly the center and Nelson um, you know may not be available week one, so but I still think with how bad the division is and with the Colts, especially with how tough the the division is, I can really see the Colts kind of uh, you know going nine and eight, eight and nine, but. You know, if they're ready week one, um, I could see the Colts going 10 to 7, getting one of the wild cards. Um, I, I do think, I'm with you. I do think Michael Pittman's going to have a really good um, sophomore year here. He was he was banged up last year at the beginning. So I, I think he kind of got off to a late start there. So now I really think he takes that num- that step to be to the number one guy with Carson, you know, um, emerges to kind of be that guy with. Um, Carson Wentz defensively, Quiddy Payne. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of this pick as a pass rusher. Um, I, I think if he has a good enough year, year, I think he could win defensive player, rookie defensive player of the year. Um, I, I do like this pick out of Michigan guy who, he, you know, he's only been playing football for I think started like junior high school. Like he's still kind of learning everything. Uh, you know, he's still kind of learning, but um, he's made an impact. You know, early in his career, you know, on Michigan, I think he will here at Indianapolis too. Um, I have him going 10 and 7. Yeah, Jacksonville going uh, 3 and 14. Losing ET and Hurts just with that chemistry that he had with Trevor Lawrence. Um, I just think Trevor Lawrence is going to be <clears throat> have to deal with what Joe Burrow did last year. I think he's going to have to run, you know, he's going to be running for his life with that offensive line. You know, Marvin Jones and DJ Chark are not bad weapons to have with James Robinson, who came out of nowhere out of the draft. I think LaVisca Chanel at that slot position, he's, I think they could use him as a gadget guy. 
Um, again, hopefully, you know, injuries have always been the concern for him, so hopefully he can stay on the field. But, yeah, defensively, there's not much hope this year for him. Um, you know, it sounds like Urban Meyer's already kind of struggling here to, you know, it, it sounds like he's trying to control everything as a head coach, and that's obviously more of a college thing than, you know, you cannot be doing that as an NFL coach. And so I, I don't think this is going to really work out for Urban here. I, I think there's going to be problems all throughout his time here in Jacksonville. I have him going three or fourteen. Um, I, I think Lawrence could be the real deal, but can they build that line around him? And can they get a defense for him? You know, time will tell. And Houston, I have two and fifteen. But I'm with you. I can definitely see them going winless. Um, yeah, you, you got no lots to try right. Taylor's a serviceable serviceable quarterback for you know for you know they, again start him all seventeen games would be a problem. Um, you know their running game should be a little bit better. I know they got some depth there. Don't line should be a little bit better, but you know they're still not great in any of those areas, weapon wise. You know, they're they're not great. It, it, it it's a long rebuild process here for Houston. Their defense is going to struggle big time, um, and I think it's going to be a really really long year. It'll be interesting if they get Davis Davis Mills anytime coming out of Stanford. Um, he's got a big arm. I thought he should have probably stayed at Stanford for another year, but. You know, we'll see if he gets an opportunity to play a bit, but it's going to be a long year for Houston. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll start, we'll, we'll wrap up in the uh, AFC West, and uh, we'll re- obviously you got the Kansas City Chiefs, and this team obviously should be, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes, one of the top teams in the AFC. You got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously, the, you know, the, the issue, though, is going to be is can they get more out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in that running game? And I think the way they built this offensive line with Joe Tooney and Orlando Brown, I feel like they're going to be able to run the football better than they have the last two years. I think the running game will be a little bit better. The issue, though, I feel like outside of Tyree Hill is depth at the receiver position. I feel like, you know, they lost Sammy Watkins. Obviously, you got Robinson. You got uh, Markel Hardman. You got Pringle. So depth at the receiver position will be a little bit of an issue, but they do got, you know, Travis Kelsey offensive line, I think will be pretty good. So the offense is going to be really good. I think the defense, uh, I think especially the middle is going to be a concern. I think that uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Frank Clark. Obviously, they moved Chris Jones to an edge rusher. So their edge players could be pretty good. I think the concern is going to be the middle of that defense. Like the middle of that defense, I know they got Jaron Reed, but I think especially a linebacker, they're very weak at linebacker. The middle of that defense is definitely a concern for me. That run defense, which hurt them in that Super Bowl, and it's hurt them for years, that run defense. It really hasn't improved uh, over the last, you know, even that. It really hasn't proved that much since the Patriots ran all over them in that AFC championship game. So that run defense is a little bit of a concern for me. On the back end, Tyron Matthew, really good corners, shaky too. So that defense is average. It's good enough to win the Super Bowl with, as they proved in 2019, but still a very, very average defense for Kansas City, and that could hurt them. they got to play, you know, a Buffalo, a Cleveland, or, or, a, or a Baltimore in an AFC championship game. But I do have the Chiefs going 14-3 and this year, winning the AFC West. In second place, I got the Los Angeles Chargers, and a big reason for that is the play of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert last year had an excellent rookie season. He deserved to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think he's going to be even better this year. I think he's going to have a better offensive line. Obviously, the additions of drafting Rashawn Slater in the first round and going out and signing Corey Lindsley, those were really, really good additions to improve the offensive line. Receiving core is really good with Keenan Allen, one of the top receivers in the game. You got Mike Williams. And the concern, though, is the run game. I like Austin Eckler as a pass-catching running back, but he's never had more than 600 rushing yards in a season. So the running game concerns 
me a little bit there. On defense, the defense concerns me a little bit. You know, I, I like Joey Boza. They need to get more to Kenneth Murray at, at inside linebacker. Derwin James is back, but can he stay healthy? That's the big question. And they did get Asante Samuel's son on that defense. So I think that defense is, is a little is improved a little bit. I think the team just misses the playoffs because you don't know what you're getting from that defense. You don't know what you're getting from the running game. And the O-line's improved, but it's not great. So I think this team it improves this year. They get this close to making the playoffs. And I wouldn't be surprised they're a playoff team, and I got them at 9-8 and eight just missing the playoffs. In third place, I got the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater is not a great quarterback, but he's a quarterback who won't make mistakes. You remember two years ago when he played for the Saints, he won all five of his starts for the New Orleans Saints with a really good roster. Last year, obviously, the roster wasn't anywhere near as good in Carolina. That's why he went 5-11. and 11. But I think this roster in Denver is better than the roster in Carolina. I think he's got a running game with, with Gordon and Javante Williams they drafted in the second round. I think you got Cortland Sutton back. You got Jerry Judy in year two. An offensive line that's a little shaky, but has one of the best tackles in the league in Garrett Bowles. On the defensive side of the ball, this is potentially a top 10 defense with Von Miller, with uh, with Bradley Chubb, with uh, Justin Simmons. They drafted Patrick Sertan. This has potentially a top 10 defense. But I think the problem is when they get into those games against the Kansas Cities, who they got to play twice a year, and, the, and then when they got to play the Chargers twice a year, they're going to have a hard time keeping up with those teams. And that's why I think this team has a, has a pretty good roster, but I think they just missed the playoffs and go 8-9. and nine. So I got the I got the Broncos finishing third going eight and nine. And then in last place, I got the Raiders going five and twelve. And a big reason for that is, is what they did with their offensive line. They got rid of, you know, three stars on the offensive line. Two good players, too, Trent Brown and Rodney Hudson. And then, you know, they, they Gabe Jackson went to the Seahawks. They're gonna have to rely on running the football with with two really good running backs with uh with uh, Josh Jacobs and uh, Kenyon Drake, they're going to have to really rely on running the football and keeping this defense off the field because this defense has really struggled too. I know the D-line's a strength getting Yannick Ndokwe and they got Max Crosby, but this team's just really struggled defensively. So this team's really going to have to run the ball. They have to rely on their running game because they can't run the ball. They're really going to struggle. Derek Carr, I think he's a good quarterback, but he had his worst season in 2018 when the offensive line wasn't good. This is the worst offensive line he's had since 2018. So I think the Raiders, because of the, the moves they made on the offensive line, how bad the defense is, I think, you know, this could be Mike Mayock's last year at GM, and I think they finished 5-12 and 12 in last place in the AFC West. Justin, your thoughts on the AFC West? Yeah, AFC West, I think, belongs to Kansas City once again. They return the majority of that roster. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, as you mentioned, with the upgrades, I think they did a really good job upgrading that offensive, or that offensive line. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire now, kind of the main running back now. <clears throat> I really liked him coming out of LSU. I think he fits great with that offense. Um Big, powerful running back, catch the ball. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. We can't sit in that backfield. Um, you know, I maybe Cornell Powell could, you know, I know maybe not merge as a number two this year, but I think he'd be a nice consummary piece. Another guy that really um, does a dirty work, had a huge year at Clemson last year, came out of nowhere. So I think maybe eventually, maybe not this year, maybe more of like, a, you know, makes, you know, not much of an upgrade or, you know, big year, but I, I think eventually – have a very nice piece in that offense. Uh, defensively, yeah, they still, you know, with um, Clark and, and, you know, um, yeah, you know, defensive defense line, they get to the quarterback, you know, um, kind of keep them in there. Defense, yeah, obviously defense is good enough to win them a Super Bowl. It's nothing special. Um, but, yeah, they get him and Chris Jones, you know, Frank Clark and um, Chris Jones still at defensive end. Um, yeah, secondary, not bad, not, you know, not great, but they, it, look, you know, Kansas City's going to be right there again. Um, they have one of the best records, records, you know, in all football, and they have definitely another shot to win the Super Bowl. Um, I have the Chargers going 9-8, and eight, finishing second in the division. 
I, I really, as you mentioned, I love the upgrades at offensive line um, that help protect Justin Herbert. Um, again, it could open up that running game for Eckler, um, Justin Jackson. You know, I, I think that could be really, really nice piece for him. Um, Josh Palmer coming out of Tennessee, I think could be a nice play in the slot, nice play in the slot for him. He's got really good hit, um, really good hands, quick guy, um, you know, good route runner. I, I think he could have a nice piece in this offense and help out be a number three guy. I know he really, you know, Turbert relied a lot on Keenan Allen last year. Um, he stayed healthy for the most part, but again, Keenan Allen hasn't for a majority of his career. So he could be a guy, um, John Palmer, that could have a, um, could, could really um, be a wild card in that offense. Um, I have Denver going eight and nine. As you mentioned, yeah, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, He's going to win you some games. He's going to keep you around. But, yeah, he won't win you. You know, he's nothing special. Um, he's a good quarterback, not great. Um, uh, comment for Jerry. Oh, thank you, Jared. Thank you. You guys are getting good. Yes, it says light you. years from where you guys started. Impressive growth. Fun to listen to it. Great show, guy. Thank you, Jared. We really yes, appreciate the support. You, Definitely. Thank you. Definitely. Guys. Definitely appreciate the support. And definitely listen to Jared Jones on uh, – I'm throwing jabs every Saturday at uh, 10 o'clock with the Jays, with Joe and Jay. So definitely listen to that show every Saturday at 10 o'clock. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have the Broncos going eight and nine. Teddy Bridgewater is not great. Um, but yeah, he's a good quarterback, you know, running game. They've been, you know, Javante Williams coming in from North Carolina. He's a good hard nosed back. I, I, you know, I know they could cut Royce Freeman literally like a half hour ago. So um, I could see him having a nice role in this offense. They have so much young talent in KJ Hamler, um, or Hamler, um, you know, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sunnit. So, and so if those guys could stay healthy this year, um, helped out Teddy Bridgewater, they're, they're, you know, their offense, you know, should be able to pull up some points, but yeah, they're not going to be able to win a shootout with the Chargers or Kansas City Chiefs. Um, yeah, defense, defense is going to be good again. You know, can Von Miller, Bradley Chubb stay healthy for that defense? Secondary is pretty good. Um, I can see the Broncos, yeah, fighting for a wild card, but I just don't think they have enough to get over the hump in the AFC. And I have the Vegas Raiders going 7-10. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they went what they did with the offensive line. They lost money for getting rid of those three guys on the offensive line. They they lost money in the cap. So I don't That's why Mike Maynard should be fired. He's not a GM. He should be fired. No, and, and they can't get rid of Gruden. Gruden still has six years left on his contract, so he ain't going anywhere. Um. Yeah, as he's coming again. As pure as common is, Bridgewater may be decent in fantasy from time to time, but he won't win enough games in the NFL to be competitive. No, I mean, I think you know he can manage games, but he just yeah, he can't. Like, say you're down like two scores against a good team, you can't rely on Teddy Bridgewater to bring you back in a game. That just can't happen. I mean, yes, he could. Like for example, they could win the opener against the Giants with Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. Because, you know, they could, they could you know, the Giants, they could rely on their defense to win that game. But they can't be relying on him to, you know, beat a Kansas City with a Teddy Bridgewater or to beat, you know, a Green Bay if they – or a Green Bay or a team with a really good or – a, or, a, or a Buffalo with Teddy Bridgewater. So, yeah, it's a great point by Jared where he might be decent. Yeah, he might be decent in fantasy, but you really can't rely on him to be a guy who's going to win you 10 games a year. He may be able to win you seven or eight games, but you can't win you 10 or 11 games to get to the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, Carolina lost like six – one score games last year, you know, they were pretty much in every game last year. They just, you know, they couldn't get, you know, unfortunately, Teddy Moskin couldn't get them over the hump, couldn't make, you know, go on that one big drive that they needed late in the game to get over the hump. Yeah. You know, um, it was, uh, 
you comment there about Jared. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, like just like Tyrod yeah, Taylor, absolutely, time. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, remember with Tyrod Taylor, you know, he got the Bills to the playoffs that one year back in 2017. But once they got to the playoffs, they could only score three. Po- they only scored three points, and that's not going to get it done. So very, very, very similar Tyrod Taylor. I, I like that comment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He is just like Taylor, and you know, maybe you could get to Texas one or two with how bad that roster is. Um, but yeah, with the Raiders, they only had 21 sacks last year. They really showed to get to the quarterback. Yeah, Breeden and the Dockway, it's going to help that a little bit. But yeah, still in the back end. I always like Jonathan Abram, but man, you know, that guy just, he cannot, you know, say, you know, in control. And he's had a couple soldier injuries, so I don't expect him to stay healthy in that back end. You know, it's still not great. Um, Zay Jones and Brian Edwards have had really nice camps. They're two speed guys, and you know Gruden loves to go run those deep routes. You know, Bugs has had problems with drops, you know, but I could see Zay Jones and Brian Edwards having a nice impact in this offense. I wish they'd use Hunter Renfro. Um, not Hunter Renfro. Um, Renfro, uh, I can't think of the first name. But uh, out of Clemson, as more of a – Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro. Oh, it Hunter is Hunter Renfro. Yeah, he played for Clemson okay. forever. Yeah, he played for Clemson. Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I wish they use him as like a Julie Edelman piece in that offense. But the running backs are be good. Um, I, again, the Raiders last year they they what, five and two and they finished. You know, they they went like one and seven to finish the year. Again, they got out the hot start. That's usually what Gruden does. They get out the hot starts and they don't make adjustments throughout the year. And I, I could see them falling apart. So I get the Raiders going seven to ten. Yeah, yeah, we'll see there. We'll see. There. I just don't think the Raiders are. I think I like the quarter. I like Derek Carr. He's not a great quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. But the problem is, is the roster on the roster around the offensive line and the route, the players on defense around him. I just don't think that's enough. So we'll get to our predictions for the playoffs. We'll start in the AFC. And in the AFC, I got the number two seeded in the wild card round. I got the number two seeded uh, Bills beating number seven seeded Dolphins. I got an upset here. I got the number six seeded. Indy, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the guy for the audience, the uh, rankings are on the ticker right here. I got the number six seeded uh, Indianapolis Colts beating the number three seeded Baltimore Ravens. And I got the number five seeded Cleveland Browns beating the number four seeded Tennessee Titans. Now we go to the divisional round in the AFC. And I got the number one seeded Kansas City Chiefs beating the number six seeded. Uh, the number six seeded uh, Indianapolis Colts. I got the number two seeded Buffalo Bills beating the number uh, beating the number five seeded Cleveland Browns. And this is going to come to a surprise. This come could come to a surprise a lot of people in the AFC Championship game. I got the number two seeded uh, Buffalo Bills beating the number one seeded Kansas City Chiefs. In the in the NFC, I got the uh, I got the number two seeded Rams beating the number seven seeded Cardinals. I got the number six-seeded 49ers beating the number three-seeded Packers, and I got the number five-seeded Seahawks beating the number four-seeded Giants. In the divisional round, I got the number one-seeded Buccaneers beating the number six-seeded 49ers, and then I got the number five-seeded Seahawks beating the number two-seeded Rams. So I got, uh, in my championship games, I got the Chiefs against the Bills, and I got the Seahawks against the Bucks, and I got, the, obviously, I got the Bills winning, going uh, coming out of the AFC, going to the Super Bowl, and I got the, uh, obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the Seahawks coming out of the NFC going to the Super Bowl. So I got the Buccaneers, and I got the Bills in my Super Bowl before I get my Super Bowl picks. I'll let Justin give you his playoff picks. Yeah, Bills. You know, Brady would love to face the Bills in the uh, <laughs> in the in the Super Bowl. He doesn't lose to those guys at all. Um, but I have the two seated Bills knocking off Indianapolis. Um, 
the seven seed. I have the three seed Baltimore Ravens beating the six seed in New England Patriots. I won the pick and upset there, but I don't know if Mac Jones could do it yet in the playoffs. Um, I do kind of have an upset the Browns knocking off the four seed at the five seed Browns knock out the four seed Titans. In the divisional round, I have the one seed at Kansas City Chiefs beating the in the AFC championship rematch or divisional round uh, match of the last year. I have them beating the five seeded Cleveland Browns. And then I have the two seeded Buffalo Bills knocking off the three seeded Baltimore Ravens. I do have the rate, or I mean, I do have the Chiefs knocking off the Bills um, in the AFC championship game. On the NFC side, I have the two-seeded L.A. Rams beating the seven-seeded New Orleans Saints. I have the three-seeded Green Bay Packers knocking off the San Francisco 49ers. And I have the five-seeded Seattle Seahawks knocking off the four-seeded New York Giants. And then in the divisional round, I have one-seeded Tampa Bay um, beating the five-seeded Seattle Seahawks. And I have the – and then I have the three – oh, wait, it's – and then I have the two-seeded L.A. Rams beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then I have – in the NFC, in the NFC Championship game, I have the L.A. Rams knocking off the one-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I have the Rams versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Gotcha. And now we'll give our Super Bowl predictions. Uh, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning their second consecutive Super Bowl and Tom Brady winning his eighth ring as he beats Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. So I got the Buccaneers repeating as Super Bowl champions, first repeat champ since the 0304 Pats. And that and those teams were quarterbacked by Tom Brady as well. Justin, your Super Bowl prediction. I have the Kansas City Chiefs knocking off the LA Rams. Um, I, you know, I, I um, I think Patrick Mahomes gets back there um, for another one and went to the second one. Um, it was, you know, t- it was tough to go in because I, I just I don't know if the Bills have enough yet to knock off Kansas City, and I didn't want Chiefs and Bucks again. So, you know, because I, I know that's not really going to happen. So um, that's why I kind of went with the uh, L.A. Rams versus the Chiefs there. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. We'll see what happens with the NFL season. That is our preview. I'll be posting my picks on my Facebook page, and I'll be posting the picks for me and Justin on our Facebook page as well. But we got week, we got week one in college football. Before we talk about that, we got a promo from Clovercrest Media. If the Seattle management is going to give you their time of day. What makes you think that Jerry Jones is going to listen to you? Sometimes they're blowing teams out by overtime. Come on now. When they're on, they're on. Again, I'm going to need you to write LeBron a letter, send it to him, and say, LeBron, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to hop off your bandwagon. Don't do that. College football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Two things before we start. We got actually a comment from Jared Dallas and Buffalo did it in the nineties. They sure did do it in the nineties. Yeah. Dallas won those uh Dallas won those back to back Super Bowls three out of four years. And obviously Buffalo, 
I mean, one of the most, I mean, yeah, he didn't win a Super Bowl. One of the most amazing accomplishments going to four straight Super Bowls, winning four consecutive AFC titles. So, yeah, so our teams have repeated and gotten to the Super Bowl, kind of similar to our predictions. You have a team, you know, getting back to the Super Bowl that lost the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I got a team that's trying to repeat. So that made a lot of sense knowing what our predictions are. And, and again, that is all four downs every Thursday. I think Thursday night, Jason, correct us here. I think every yeah. Thursday night, 7 yeah. o'clock, with a, a Jace, Jace Garcia, Joe Aguirre, uh, Obi Muniz, and uh, Sean Scanlon. So check that out every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. But we got to get to college football. And, uh, and Jace, correct us. Jace, we got it. Yep. Thank you, Jace. Yep. Yep. Every Thursday. So we got to get to college football. And uh, we'll start with uh, the game. To, uh, um, uh, tomorrow night with Ohio State and Minnesota as the Buckeyes come in. Justin Fields is gone, but, you know, you know Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, I think Matt Strateg is still on the Ohio State Buckeyes. They obviously have a, Buckeyes have a new quarterback. Minnesota returns their quarterback with lost Richard Bateman. I got the Buckeyes winning this game, and I got them winning it by, I'd say, uh, I'd say, I'd say two or three. I got, I got them winning it by a couple scores. But, Justin, can Tanner Morgan play well enough for Minnesota to pull off a huge upset in the opener? I actually I see Jared's comment first. Yeah, it, um, about that. I, I it's just so rare. That's why because it hasn't happened since the nineties. I know it. it has yeah, happened, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go. So we'll go. Yeah, the, the, the only time it actually I think in Super Bowl history it has happened that teams played in back to back Super Bowls was the uh, was the Cowboys and the Bills Super Bowl twenty seven and Super Bowl twenty eight. But it has a very good chance of happening this year. It, it does. Really it good does. chance I of happening. Just, yeah. I think I think this is the best chance of it ever happening yeah. with the with the Bucks and the. I mean, they're the two favorites. I have. I, I mean, it, it so rarely happens. Dallas and Buffalo. Yeah, it's a good example. Ninety three, ninety two, and ninety three. That happened. But yeah, it's very rare that two teams you know get to the Super Bowl get to the Super Bowl two years in a row but the two of the same team get to the Super Bowl two years in a row but there's a very good chance of happening this year but back to college football and I'll ask the question again Justin can Tanner Morgan pull a huge upset on opening night for the Golden Gophers it's gonna be tough but I, I really think Minnesota did keep this thing interesting I heard something uh for Big Ten Reporter last week I guess last fall you know Tanner Morgan's you know lost his father due to cancer unfortunately so because he really showed last year, and I think that was a big part of why I, I do believe he really struggled. You know, and I know Rashad Bateman was in and out. I know, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of, in, you know, opt-outs, you know, guys coming back. So it, it was a really weird year, and I expect Minnesota to kind of get back to form of 2019. It's going to be tough. Ohio State, they got Jack Sawyer coming in, the top defensive end in the country coming in, and Zach Harrison He's one of the top DNs right now in the country. So um, I, I like Ohio State's password. But Tanner Morgan, I think to be able to keep it interesting for a while. Remember 2017, I believe it was, Indiana that opening week. For the first 40 minutes of that game, they gave Ohio State all they could handle. And Ohio State ended up pulling away. But Ohio State's won 21 straight week one um, games, the nation's longest streak. I believe that they get that to 22. I think this game is closer to the first, you know, half late third quarter but then i believe that's when ohio state pulls away again yeah they lose just a field but cj strout again it, you know obviously he's another top guy coming in at wide receiver at quarterback you know um you know and as you mentioned chris Olave, garrett wilson probably the two best wide receivers in the country so i believe that ohio state's gonna get it done they do have um you know mr does have um abraham um Mohammed back in the backfield He's one of the best backs in the game. That's going to help out. But um, I have Ohio State getting it done. We have a ACC matchup on Friday night as North Carolina uh, plays Virginia Tech. And I know 
North Carolina's lost a lot of skill guys with Javante Williams. They lost Brown, too. Uh, they lost Carter as well. But I do think Sam Howell's a better quarterback. Virginia Tech was an average team last year. Even though North Carolina is only a five-point favorite, five-and-a-half-point favorite, I still think they win this game. I, I still think Sam Howell is clearly the best quarterback on the field. They win it by double digits. I got North Carolina winning the game. But, Justin, can Sam Howell struggle without his weapons and get upset in Blacksburg? I think it's possible. Um, now, yeah, because they, they lost a lot. And one of the seniors who's supposed to step up this year, Buer, um, Curls, or Krause, I, um he's reportedly going to be out Friday night. Um, I haven't read much. I just heard he's going to be out. Um, no specific time of how long or what it is. So um, that could kind of hurt. I like the – they brought in transfer uh, Ty Chandler from Tennessee. I really like that. He's going to catch a lot of balls on the backfields. He's going to be a strong running back for him. Um, I, I like that. At tight end, they have a senior coming back. Um, but, yeah, again, their whole offensive line came back, which is going to help tremendously with that running game. They were so great last year. They had 260 yards rushing last year against Virginia Tech. And, you know, um, they were great all year in that category. Um, for Virginia Tech on the defensive side, you know, obviously Bud Foster is gone, but this is year number two for Justin Hamilton who he played under Bud Foster with. So he, you know, he does kind of bring that, you know, lunch pale mentality that they have, you know, that tough, hard-nosed defense. But, again, they don't really have the guys to do it. It's a big year for Justin Fonte in that, you know, in his, in his team right now. Um, usually his team comes out, played pretty well week one. But I have North Carolina winning this thing 38-30. to 30. I think to be high scoring. I think Virginia Tech's going to score some points with Braxton. Um, Burmeister, he's a very dual threat guy. Um, and you know, Virginia Tech has some top weapons back. So and and um Raheem Blackshear, the Rutgers transfers back. So I think North Carolina does does win this thing, but I think it's close. I don't think Virginia Tech keeps it close. <clears throat> We got a big matchup in the Big Ten as Penn State heads to Camp Randall to face uh, Wisconsin. Penn State obviously had a rough year last year. Sean Clifford did improve as the season went on. I think this is going to absolutely be a better Penn State team. They have all their running backs coming back. They got Ford. They got Lee. They got they got their running backs coming back. They got Javon Dotson coming back. I think they win this game. I think they go into Wisconsin and pull the upset. I think they win this game. It's going to be close, but I know I'm a Penn State fan, but I think they win this game close because Wisconsin really didn't show me that much last year. Graham Mertz, I know he's got a lot of pipe, but he really didn't show, show me that much last year. I think Penn State wins this game close, but Justin, can the Badgers defend their turf on Saturday afternoon and win, and win the game? I think they do. I think they pull this one out 24-20. Um, yeah, you know, as you mentioned, all Penn State running backs come back. Noah Kane, I like John Lovett, the transfer from Baylor. Um, you know, there was the game where Penn State really could not run the football. They struggled offensively. Clifford struggled, you know, you know, offensively. I think in this game, you know, special teams are going to be huge. I think, you know, turnovers, um, you know, Clifford's got to be able to protect the football. I like the new OC they brought in, Mike um, Urich from Texas. A lot more pre-motion you're going to see out or pre yeah pre-snap motion you're going to see from Penn State. Um, you know they did not do that at all last year. They're going to see them get back to that. Um, but I, I'm very high on Graham Mertz. He's the highest-rated quarterback coming to Wisconsin. Jalen Brieger, the freshman running back last year. You know they're going to have a great running game. You know they're going to have a great offensive line. Uh, Penn State got got better on the um, you know defensive line. They brought in a couple transfers that I like on the defensive line. Um, but going to Camp Randall's tough. Jack Ferguson, I think at tight end's gonna make a big impact. 
And Wisconsin recruited really well at the wide receiver position. I think they finally brought in some couple skill guys that are really going to help Graham Mertz out here. And I'm excited to see what this Wisconsin team has. I know they'll play Nordane in a few weeks as well, but um, I think the Wisconsin team, you know, it will get it done at home. It's tough. Penn State's won the last four, I believe, against Wisconsin. So they've had their number lately, but I think Wisconsin finds a way to get it done. They, they're they usually great at home. It's at Camp Randall, and I, I see them finding a way to pull this thing out Saturday. We got the Chick-fil-A classic as Alabama and Miami face off with each other. And I think the big question here is I know Miami's lost Jaden Phillips on defense. The Eric King comes back this year for them. Uh, Alabama did lose a lot too, but they always reload and they got and they got Bryce Young, their quarterback, you know, starting obviously on Saturday. The big question is, we know Alabama is going to win the game. I think they win it by, I think they cover and win it by two or three scores. The big question is, can Miami cover the spread in this game? Uh, it, it, it's tough. I'm going, I, you know, I have, I think Alabama finds a way to cover because Miami, they stunk last year against the run. And I don't think they, I up front, they've recruited a bit. I like their linebacking core as well. I think that's going to be their strength defensively. But I think Alabama, as you mentioned, they reload every year. I think their offensive line is going to be able to get to that second level. I don't even remember, but North Carolina last year ran for 545 yards against against Miami last year. They wow, had I remember that game, yeah. I remember that game, and Clemson yeah. ran for 260, I believe. So, against the really – because in Miami, it's the rest of the teams they played. You know, their numbers, their rushing defense is pretty good, but – Again, they were able to get ahead of most teams. When they had to play the high-caliber teams, they could not stop the run, and I believe that's going to be the same thing this week against Alabama. Um, Brian Robertson, the, the senior running back, again, another. He's going to burst on the scene, be really, really good. Um, Bryce Young, I watched some of that spring game. Um, he looked pretty good. There was a two-minute drill. He took about 10 seconds to get the playoff, and Nick Saban was absolutely screaming at him. But um, – you know, though we love, they have John Meshi at wide receiver. They'll find another few wide receivers. But I believe this is Alabama's best defense since 2017. And they're going to have to lean somewhat on their defense this year. Uh, but they have a lot of talent coming back. They're going to reload, as you mentioned. Deer King, we'll see how healthy he is. I think, the, I think King can make this thing interesting in the first half if he's got his legs under him. Last year, too, Al, or Miami, none of their wide receivers could get any separation. They did bring in uh, Charles Rambo. The Oklahoma transfer, he was a pretty good wide receiver. I think he could step up, be a nice nice weapon for um, Derek King this year. But I think Alabama does find a way to cover this thing. I think it's close in the first half, but I think Alabama pulls away in the second. We got Louisiana facing Texas in the top 25 matchup. Steve Sarkeesian's opener. I think Steve Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian wins his opener. But the question is, can the Raging Cajuns go in, just like they did to, into uh, Iowa State last year, can they go in to Austin and pull an upset? I think it's very possible. Iowa State, um, I mean, Lafayette, when they went in there, they scored two special team touchdowns. They got a defensive touchdown. They forced 23 turnovers last year. And, you know, Bill, Bill Napier's teams have been really good at that area. They've been really good because they didn't really – I know they, they beat Iowa State 31-14, but it was closer than, you know, you look at the stats, it was a lot closer, you know, looking at the stats and it was, you know, at the final score, but – Lafayette's not coming in this game scared. They're not. They're not afraid. They're not going to be intimidated. Texas. Um, they got twenty-one guys back. The only guys they lost was both their running backs, Elijah Mitchell and uh, Regis, who I believe they're both on NFL rosters right now. Um, Levy Lewis at quarterback, dual threat guy, could really run. I think you know um, 
500 yards rushing last year, um, protects the football. If he can make some plays, I think they have a really nice shot. It'll be interesting to see how Hudson Card, he won the job um, at quarterback. Steve Sarkeesian loves to run that NFL-style offense. It's a true freshman quarterback in Card. How does he do, um, you know, with that offense and, and day one? Benji Robinson's going to be one of the more physical backs. He does have a chance to win the Heisman. I really do. Um, you know, it, it'll be it'll be very interesting. Texas better not take Louisiana lightly in this game, or Louisiana will come out and knock them off. But I have Texas holding on thirty-one to twenty-seven in this game. We got the huge game, the Duke's Mayo Classic, as we got Georgia and Clemson facing off with each other in a huge game on Saturday night. And uh, I think Clemson wins it close. I got Clemson winning it close. I got, I got, I'm going to go with the better coach. I'm going with DJ. I'm going to go with the better coach and qu- quarterback. I got Clemson winning it close. But can the Bulldogs with JT Daniels and Kirby Smart and Zaire Smith and George P- and and, uh, and George Pickens, can they pull the upset? It's going to be really tough because Georgia's missing a lot. They, there's very possible they'll be missing a lot of guys. George picking towards ACL, so he's out for the year. Um, and also, Darnell Washington coming in at tight end. He may be out for this game. Jeremiah Britton may be out for this game as wide receiver. Kid Aries Jackson could be out as well. And even Eric Gilbert came over, transferred from LSU, that tight end, you know, first five-star tight end. He changed the wide receiver, but um, – He's been out of, out of uh, fall camp so far, so he may not be, be, be available Saturday night. So JD, JT Daniels did a great job, you know, with this offense last year when he took over. Still have Zamir White in the backfield and um, James Cook, which, you know, obviously they run the ball well. They got a great offensive line. Georgia's biggest – and, it you know, their weakness is their secondary. They have three new guys, but they do bring in a very talented um, – um, Cornerback coming in from uh, Clemson, uh, Clemson, Jerry Bourne, who um, got kicked off of Clemson's roster during the spring. You know, he, he's going to help out in um, that secondary. But I think Georgia has a real chance to win the national championship game. I think the thing holding them back is you mentioned coaching. I, and I think Kirby Smart makes a decision in this game that blows, blows could blow, blow the game for uh, Georgia. They're, they got so much talent. I think. Uh, Kirby Smart could be the thing that's going to hold this team back. Um, Clemson, Justin Ross is supposed to suit up, which is great because it sounded last year like it was going to be a uh, career-ending injury for Ross. Um, <clears throat> obviously, in the backfield, they got um, Lynn Jake um, Nixon, who played, you know, mop of duty. He was the number two back last year. Got some touches a lot in blowout games, but um, I am going to take the better coach in this game at Clemson. I think they figure out a way to get it done They're, um, in this one. I think it'd be a close, tight battle. Um, I hate to be a really good one, but I think for both quarterbacks in this game, because obviously college football, you know, there's no preseason. There's no, you know, there's inter-squad scrimmages, but this is the first time they're going to actually be in a game situation. What quarterback makes that big mistake of trying to take a, takes a chance of and throws a bigger reception or, you know, and turns into a pick six in that big spot. You know, what quarterback kind of stays away from that big, you know, big mistake in this game? Um, I think it's going to be the winner. And I, I think Clemson will prevail 27-24. Got an intercom. We got a, a SEC Big 12 matchup in Los Angeles as LSU faces UCLA. And I got LSU winning this one close. But, Justin, do you think that Chip Kelly goes to 2-0 and pulls the upset? I think there's a real possibility. I And – 
I think from last week's game against Hawaii, I think you have to take out, you know, some of it you do have to take of what UCLA did, but some of it is, okay, Hawaii I thought was going to be a lot better. They were not. Um, for UCLA, it was the running attacks there. Um, Chabarit coming over from Michigan, a guy that, from you know, I don't know why he only got six carries last year in Michigan. He played really well at over 100 yards, and they brought in Duke transfer as well, Britton Brown, who had a touchdown and had 80 yards. Doran Thompson Robinson, if he could stay away from that turnover, I think they have a real shot in this game. He they didn't really have to throw the ball around at all. He was 10 for 20. wasn't really efficient, but a really good secondary. He's got to go up against a Derek Stingley Jr. That was Chip Kelly's first win, first not conference win at UCLA. He was 0 and 6 on the men. That's crazy yeah, to so, think of. Yeah. Yeah, they had Oklahoma twice. They faced Cincinnati twice. They didn't beat. Then San Diego State and Fresno State knocked them off. So it, it's been a while since, you know, you saw this one non-conference game. They got it done. Um, I'm excited to see um, Max Johnson, the son of former NFL quarterback Brad Johnson, his son, played well. You know, went in the swamp on that Saturday night, knocked Florida off of any playoff contention. Um, yeah, you could kind of, you know, again, that shoe incident there. Yeah, turn the game. But again, they all, I was very impressed the way he went in there. Bo Pelini's gone. Ed Ortigeron, you know, was, you know, it took all blame. I don't even think he interviewed Bo Pelini. I, he just gave, he just handed him the job. Um, he brings in Durante John, Jones, who has been a secondary coach with the Vikings, Falcons, and Bengals. Um, they're going to run the 4-3. They got, yeah, I mentioned Derek Singleton Jr., one of the best um secondary pieces in the country and also their defensive line i think it's the best under edward Duran. they have a lot of depth and they have a lot of experience on the defensive line so i think the winner of this game is who can win the trenches i thought ucla did a really good job in that area it was against why yes but um i think the winner whoever can win in the trenches is going to win this game we got the sunday night game we got notre dame going to florida state I got Notre Dame winning it by two scores with Brian Kelly, but the quick question is, can Florida State contain Notre Dame's running game and pull a huge upset in Tallahassee? Yeah, um, I got Notre Dame winning this one 28-17. For Florida State, They, I think there's some – finally there's some kind of um, – you know, the culture's starting to change a bit here. You know, um, I like they brought in Jeremiah Johnson. Was a defensive end at Georgia, then went to Juco. He's coming over to Florida State now. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, they have some experience in that defensive line. Um, it's still not going to be great. They're still kind of, you know, um, they still don't have a ton of talent. But I, I do think that it, it's getting there. Um, it, it's going to be tough. Tyrell Williams back from Notre Dame. Um, tight ends. Again, offensive lines, inexperienced in Notre but they've had great offensive line the last. That's what you would count on. That's all. That's all line you. That's all line you. I mean, Zach Martin, uh, Ronnie Stanley, Quentin Nelson, Mike McClinchy. That's all line you right there. Yeah. All right. That, that they're, they're always going to be good on the offensive line as long as Brian Kelly's there. Absolutely. I think it's been like 25 guys he's had drafted since on the offensive line. It, it's been incredible what he's done. So you know they're going to produce. It may take some time, but. <laughs> no, 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 Chase, Chase, Chase. That's oh, that's that's recently Notre they, Dame is all I knew. I know Wisconsin. I would put Wisconsin second. I would put Wisconsin yeah. second, but Notre Dame, I'd say number one. Yeah, with Notre Dame one, they had twenty five, and I believe Wisconsin was second with twenty four. So they're right there. Wisconsin's right there too. You know, Wisconsin, they, they always have a great offensive line. They always use that offensive line. Um, it's great year in and year out. Um, Florida State, the quarterback's going to be interesting. You're going to see Ms. Um, 
Mackenzie Nolan and Jordan Travis out there, both playing. It could sound like it could be for two weeks. So that would be interesting. Their offensive line has over 100 career starts combined now for Florida State. They're starting to get some stability there. They have a really tough schedule. I don't think Florida State's going to do a bowl game this year. Um, but I, I think Mike Norvell is starting to get it going. The recruiting for next year right now is in the top 10. I, I think Florida State eventually, another year or two, is going to get back to the Florida State that we all know. And, you know, um, it, it's going to be competitive. But I'm interested to see what Jack Cohn does. It, that, you know, obviously, as we talk about the offensive line, another kind of Brian Kelly quarterback here. He's smart, makes the right reads. He's not going to kill you with his feet. You know, he's not, you know, a dual threat guy, um, but he'll make the right reads. The tight end room is going to be really good with Meyer coming back. Wide receiver room, room for improvement, but I, I think Nordane will keep it. I think Florida State keeps it close, but um, Nordane finds a way to get it done. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Very interesting first week of college football this weekend. But that's going to wrap it up here on Sports Talk with RJ For our producer, Jace Garcia, great job today. Justin Anafrio, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week previewing the first week of the NFL season, the second week of the college football season, and talking Yanks and Sox. Have a great Labor Day weekend, everybody.